93.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. After collapsing on the field, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is hospitalized in critical condition. This happened last night as the Bills are playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest after a first quarter tackle. CPR was administered before he was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. The NFL's Troy Vincent. The emergency accident plan took in place, which, is, uh, which we cover um, on a weekly basis with all, all 32 clubs. Also, um, 90 minutes when we get the coaches and the medical staff um, together prior to each kickoff. Um, so the emergency accident plan went, in, uh, went into effect. It led to the indefinite postponement of Buffalo's pivotal showdown with Cincinnati. And we're just a couple of hours away from a showdown of a different kind on Capitol Hill. The new Congress opens with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy clinging to his political survival with the potential to become the first nominee for speaker in 100 years to fail to win initial support from his own colleagues in a high-stakes vote for the gavel. Lawmakers convene today for a new era of divided government as Democrats relinquish control of the House after midterm election losses. While the Senate barely remains in Democratic hands, House Republicans are eager to confront President Joe Biden's agenda after two years of a Democratic Party monopoly on power in Washington. That's Capitol Hill correspondent Bernie Bennett. More precipitation on the way to parts of Northern California. Talking inches as far as the rainfall goes, you can just switch that (laughs) metric to feet for the snow. And that's mainly in the, you know, much higher elevations of the Sierra Nevada primarily. Um, but, you know, they've, they've already had anywhere from three to five feet from these prior events, and they could see another uh, one to three feet pretty easily at those higher elevations. That's William Churchill at the National Weather Service. Watching Wall Street, the Dow is up 56 points, the NASDAQ 94 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is a problem, markets are volatile, and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real. That's why I love annuities, and you should too. Your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year, and when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts. And that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. The U.S. has returned a looted ancient Egyptian artifact. It's an ancient wooden coffin, a sarcophagus that dates back to the late dynastic period of ancient Egypt, an era that spanned from 664 B.C. until Alexander the Great's campaign in 332 B.C. It may have belonged to an ancient priest. It had been on display at the Houston Museum of Natural Sciences. But three months ago, the Manhattan DA's office determined it had been looted from an area north of Cairo and smuggled into the U.S. in 2008, trafficked by a well-organized network that has done this with other antiquities, says the DA. 
I'm Rita Foley. Well, much of the Alps just don't look right for this time of year. Sparse snowfall, unseasonably warm weather in Europe's central mountains, allowing grass to blanket the hillsides across the region. Disappointing for ski slope operators and those who treasure that alpine white. News and analysis, townhall.com. It's not just Texas and Arizona. Florida is seeing an influx of illegal immigrants, albeit in smaller numbers. A U.S. national park comprising a cluster of islands in the Florida Keys was closed Monday after 300 migrants made landings there over the weekend. Separately, 160 migrants arrived by boats in other parts of the islands. Dry Tortugas National Park, about 70 miles west of Key West, was closed so that law enforcement and medical personnel could evaluate the migrants before moving them to Key West. The park has recently seen an increase in people arriving by boat from Cuba. John Scott reporting. Tesla sold a record 1.3 million vehicles last year, but that number falls short of Elon Musk's pledge to grow the company's sales by 50% nearly every year. A 2022 figure tops a prior record, 936,000 vehicles delivered in 2021. More on these stories, townhall.com. Good morning, I'm Jimmy Lane, filling in for Marty Hausberger, and here's what's trending this morning on WICH News. State police were busy on the Connecticut roads and highways and patrols during the New Year's weekend. Troopers answered more than 3,800 calls for service between early Friday morning and 8 a.m. yesterday. Among the call, 200 crashes, 16 involving injuries, two with life-threatening injuries. There are no deaths on the roads patrolled by state police, and troopers reported making 34 DUI arrests over the weekend. The Public Utility Regulatory Authority is holding a multi-state technical meeting today to discuss the huge electric rate increases imposed by Eversource. The remote meeting is to investigate the process used by Eversource for procuring standard service in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Everyone is directed to make a presentation on their electricity procurement process and consumer advocates have also been invited to speak. A New Haven police officer who was arrested last week allegedly used a racial slur and threatened to snap a teenager's neck. Police in Wallingford say that Officer Lindsay Nesto made the comments to a 14-year-old boy as she chased him down a street on Halloween night. Police reviewed security footage from nearby homes before filing a charge against the officer. Nesto was arrested last week on a misdemeanor charge of breach of peace. Sports, the Bruins came from behind in the Winter Classic, topping the Pittsburgh Penguins 2-1 at Fenway Park in Boston. And the latest college basketball poll has been released, and Purdue is once again on top of the rankings. Uh, Connecticut has moved out of number two, and they are now in the top five at number five. For WICH News, I'm Jimmy Lane. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. How's, how's everybody doing, huh? Hope you have a great year. I said to everybody today, I hope you have a great year. They thought I was leaving. But uh, just, you know, I hope everybody's year is great and healthy. And uh, you had some good holidays. If not, the next one will be good, right? Nothing's perfect. 
Pretty good weather day. Uh, we'll check the weather right now and let you know that this portion of our program is an open topic, and the number is 889-5252. We've carried that number over in 2023. Morning, everybody. Well, not quite as nice as yesterday. Clouds, patchy fog to start. Rain likely during the afternoon. High temperatures occur just before midnight tonight with rising temperatures after sunset. Temperatures uh, in the low 50s. Tonight, cloudy with showers, rain, and patchy fog. Overnight, low 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy showers on and off. Milder with possible record warmth. We're going for 61 inland, 57 for the shoreline. And then Thursday, showers remain possible. Rain might mix with or change over to very light snow. Temperatures falling during the day on Thursday into the low 40s. And then Friday, mostly cloudy with a chance for rain, snow showers, cooler with highs in the mid to upper 30s. The weekend looks good. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. And we're already up to 47 degrees. Pretty good. Some warmer weather coming your way this weekend. Boy, a lot of news over the weekend with uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas. And they uh, allegedly have the monster who killed those four young people. And now they're trying to figure out why. Of course, we have to use the alleged because there's going to be, uh, of course, a jury and a court hearing and. Uh, even though there's a mountain of evidence, so we'll leave it at that. So that was uh, pretty amazing. People are starting to think, well, they're never going to catch this guy, Mm-mm. or gal, or whatever. But uh, they did uh, arrest somebody. See what happens on that one. In the meantime, I hope everybody's doing okay, and the number is uh, 889-5252. Anything you would like to discuss on this Tuesday you know, everybody, a lot of people back to work trying to get oriented again and back to some kind of uh, a work normalcy. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. So something very unusual happened during the Buffalo football game yesterday. It does not happen very often. I know people are going to say, well, Football's too dangerous, but I don't ever remember a situation like this one. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed during last night's game against the Bengals. He made a tackle and then fell backwards. Doctors and medics ran onto the field where they administered CPR for 10 minutes. He was taken to from the stadium in an ambulance. His family accompanied him to the hospital. Last night's game was suspended. He is in critical condition. I don't, I don't remember anything. I mean, I've seen a, a lot of injuries during football games, particularly. 
but nothing, uh, not a situation like that. So uh, I hope he can recuperate. Very strange thing. And, of course, both teams came together because games are games and life is a different ball game. So you put the competitiveness aside and try to help one another. Hmm? I'd like that to be all over the world, huh? So nobody won Friday's Mega Millions lottery jackpot, so tonight's drawing is worth $785 million, with a lump sum cash payout of only $395 million. The odds of winning the jackpot are 1 in 3.302.6 million. In other words, the odds are of me becoming an astronaut and going into space this weekend. <laughs> 22 drawings without a winner. This is the fourth largest jackpot in Mega Million history. So maybe we'll pick up a ticket, huh? Some liquor stores are out of booze because New Year's Eve revelers bought more alcohol than normal. That's interesting. Liquor stores expect to restock by the end of the week, so hang in there. Hmm? What else has been going on? A new survey by YouGov reveals that 44% of people think Prince Harry should lose his royal title of prince. 32% of people disagree. I never even think about them, do you? Whatever. But we do, and that's okay. Some other things in the news we can talk about, just about everything. Of course, the uh, war in the Ukraine continues. And what would you, everybody always says when the jackpot is this high, what would you do if you won that money? According to Money Facts, 157 Beverly Hills, California homes, if each home had an average price of $5 million, you could buy 26 Rolls-Royce boat tail cars, with each one costing $30 million. You could buy 224 Bugatti Chiron sports cars, with each one costing $3.5 million. So what would you do with a car like that? Would you... Feel uncomfortable running into a store and leaving it parked outside? Welcome, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Hey, okay. What's cooking? Did you have a nice weekend? Well, I'm praying for Damar Marlin. Um, based on what cardiologists have said probably happened, it appears <clears throat> that it's just a freak, freak accident that caught his heart when it was in a, you know, some kind of a beat and then mm-hmm. it just admitted him and yeah. stopped him. <clears throat> and they probably put him, according to a cardiologist, into a, a medically induced coma for a couple of days to cool his body down and <laughs> fix whatever was wrong. Um, well, there's anyway. always the possibility he had a predisposition, but... Um... That could be the answer, what you're saying. <clears throat> yes. Anyway, back to back to politics. So, Is there so, still um, politics this year? Who who really wants green energy, doesn't want us to waste anything, goes down to, to the Caribbean for a vacation, and then has the omnibus bill 
flown down so he can sign it down there rather than waiting a couple of days to have it done in Washington. Um, it seems like an awful waste of, of um, fuel to, you know, fly that down and back. Um, just, it seems hypocritical. Well, it's not unusual. We know how it works. I know. The hypocrisy. Anyway, mm-hmm. On on Jesse's show last night, Whoops. he talked. I Hello? guess he did. I think I he lost. Must have come come back to different ones. Anyway, are you still there? Yeah, yeah I'm still here. Okay. Um, hang in, hang in, in there, New Hampshire. See if I get my there's, earphones to work. In New Hampshire, there's a there's a town. I don't want to knock Norwich, but kind of similar to Norwich in that there are a lot of empty storefronts. And they're paying $20 million to create a heated sidewalk. Now, the heated sidewalk is going where there are, there are no businesses. And $20 million, um, the people of that town I don't remember the name of it, but it's in New Hampshire, are saying that, you know, they need, like, drug treatment facilities. They need shelters for the homeless. Um, there's a lot of things that they need that that $20 million could go towards rather than a heated sidewalk. And what they expect is that the homeless that are living in the woods are probably going to sleep on that heated sidewalk because there's nothing else there and it'll keep them warm in the winter. But... It, it just seems like that's a waste of, of our money. That was in the infrastructure bill. There's also a bridge being built in, I think it's Arizona, um, where <clears throat> it's, it, there are other bridges around, but they're going to build this bridge because it's a, it's a great bird-watching area. And that one's like 40-something million. <clears throat> now, this is in our infrastructure bill. Are they fixing, you know, the, the potholes in roads? Getting back to Buttigieg, no. Are they, are, you know, and actually that's also the other bridges, according to Buttigieg, are racist. That's why they have to build this new bridge. Um, I've never heard of, you know, them being racist, uh, or, you know, except through him. I know, like down in New Orleans, somebody had gone around because he said that the bridges and bridges in New Orleans are racist. They're they're separating the blacks from the whites. I can see you've stored up a lot of things over the weekend. Hmm? It's just there's so much insanity in this world. You know, one good thing came out of that Demar Demar thing. He has he had set up a GoFundMe page. He has, he buys toys for those in his community, which is near Pittsburgh, and I guess in Pittsburgh, and he had a GoFundMe page, and he had wanted $2,500. The last I heard, it was over $3.3 million, which donated since last night. Excellent. Some good came out of this situation. Um, You know, I'm not saying... It's just some good came because he's a good guy. He he started this. He has a very young brother, and he want you know who isn't going to get much, and then he's going to give him, and then he knows of others, and that's how he started. He's really a good good guy, 
and um, hopefully he'll be able to recover from this and go back to playing. But um, anyway. Sure wish him the best. Thanks for the call, and Happy New Year. You're welcome. You too. So, what do you think was the big news story of uh, the year of 2022? Hmm? What do you think was the big news story? And what is your prediction for 2023? It's kind of interesting what you think is the big news story or what uh, a prediction is for 2023. Obviously, we wish for all good things. But what was the big news story last year, which was just a few years ago? Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. The number is 889-5252. It was interesting during that phone call. My earphones went numb and nothing was coming through. But I don't know why it came back on. But anyway, we're glad they rallied. And we will take a short break and welcome you to Stu's show at 889-5252. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed only $49.99. Seminars Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight loss seminar starts at 11 a.m. Stop smoking starts at 2 p.m. Registration 30 minutes prior to the seminar. Fox News commentary. Lawmakers from this state just voted themselves a hefty pay raise. Can you guess that state? I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly. Why do you think so many countries have huge gold reserves? Gold lasts. The value of gold lasts. How many times have I told you, buy things you can touch and feel because you know the value lasts. There's nothing like precious metals, nothing out there like it. I buy all my gold from Oxford Gold Group, 833-974-1300. They'll deliver it to your front door, Oxford Gold Group. It's a new year, and while civilians are struggling with inflation and cost of goods, the so-called public servants of New York have just voted themselves a 29% pay raise. This wage hike makes New York lawmakers the highest paid legislatures in the nation. With this $32,000 base salary pay raise, they will now rake in at least $142,000 per year. Maybe these lawmakers just wanted to outdo their woke blue cousin state of California, which before this New York raise had the highest legislator pay in the country at $119,000. The median U.S. income is just under seventy k per year. Year, to put it in perspective, isn't it wild that the people who are supposed to be working for us are not only failing at it, but making more than the average constituent while doing it? You know, of all the things plaguing the state of New York, you'd think its leaders wouldn't be this indulgent and this tone deaf, but then again. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is Fearless, on Outkick.com. Good morning to you. Welcome to the program. Uh, good morning, Stu. Yeah. Uh, I sent you that email uh, on the quote from Hedy Lamarr. Yes, I did, and I thank you very much for that. I did uh, print it out. Mm -hmm. Um, New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Uh, My New Year's resolution is to uh, be around for 2024. You want to see what happens? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I want to be around to see the uh, ball drop 2024. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's a, uh, a doable uh, resolution. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope you're, yeah. you're here till 2020, uh, 2044. Yeah. The, uh, I was just listening to that uh, bit about the uh, New York legislators giving themselves a raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connecticut uh, finally gave their senators a raise. At, I think it went from, like, uh, some ridiculously low amount of seventeen or eighteen thousand, uh, forty thousand, and uh, um, that doesn't uh, that doesn't 
too much to uh, pay for uh, what they do. And uh, speaking of politics, uh, I said this before and I'll continue saying it. Down in Washington, I think a lot of uh, problems could be eliminated if they eliminated the aisle. Make them sit alphabetically. And uh, um, then a weird thing might happen. I might start talking. <laughs> that would be nice. That aisle is, the, in my opinion, the biggest handicap to uh, um, intelligent conversation. So. Certainly separates them quite a bit, that aisle, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, well, that's my two cents worth, unless I can think of something else. All right, but, sure, uh, I appreciate it. And thanks again for that email, because I'll be uh, referring to it a lot. Well, great. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I still do. Um, you uh, have a good New Year, and uh, I'll be uh, probably bugging you in the future. Well, I'll look forward to it. Good, good year to you. Thanks. Yeah. Healthy year. Take care of your health. Some things we don't have any control of, but certainly uh, to feel better, there are things we can do. Obviously, some things uh, we can't. But we have a lot to say as far as how good we feel many times. You're on the air. Welcome. I think I have a dirty radio. Do you have a dirty radio? Yeah. I was uh, I was turning it down as Bob was hanging up there because <clears throat> I figured I was going to be next. Mm-hmm. And as, as I was turning the volume down, your voice got all distorted and it sounded like you were talking through sand or something. And so I was fiddling with it up and down, up and down. I think I need to spray something in there. And Maybe I have to clean up my act. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's you this time. Okay. So so I'm doing the math here, and it sounds to me like Bob wants to live till he's 206. So I wish him luck with that. <laughs> well, he said 2024. Right. Yeah. And I, I know about how old he is. Oh, I see. Yeah, if okay. I do the math, say, nice. yeah, do I have to explain all my jokes to you? <laughs> nice razz, buddy. Nice razz. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. But i I got to start out the year as a troublemaker to wow. preserve my preserve my reputation. Absolutely. You don't want to lose that, right? By the way, you were <clears> talking about doing away with the aisle, and that's interesting. Have you ever been up to the uh, Connecticut State Capitol? No, I have not. I was fortunate enough, actually, we had a wonderful gal who's, um, I think she's a volunteer, I don't think she gets paid, but she uh, put together with us a a tour for the members of the Southeast Connecticut Community Center of the Blind, this is probably five, six years ago, of the state capitol, and it was wonderful. And the, the state senate, you go into the state senate chambers, and it was funny because the first desk I walked up to was Kathy Austin's desk. Mm-hmm. And I was quite surprised that that had happened. And then somebody explained to me that in the state <clears throat> Senate chamber, all the desks are set up in a circle. There's no aisle. There's no separation between parties. Ooh, it's all yeah. alphabetical. And as you walk in the door to the chamber, because Kathy Austin's name begins with A, her last name, her desk is the first one you come to. But uh, I thought that was interesting. I wonder how many um, state legislative bodies or senates or whatever uh, do it that way. I thought it was pretty cool. 
That is very interesting. Of course, I, I did not know that till now. And it's interesting that uh, the gentleman, your friend, mentioned the aisle because I've never heard anybody mention the aisle before. Yeah, yeah. I heard somebody bring that up. I don't know whether it was on your show or where it was a week or two ago recently. Somebody said, oh, let's do away with the aisle and, and put them in there alphabetically in the, in the Congress. And uh, I don't think that's a bad idea, huh? So for those who haven't thought of it, the, you know, one side is Republican and the other side yeah. is Democrat, separated by an aisle. Yeah. And, of course, there's a, there's a dinosaur in the water, so you can't cross it. You're going to stay on your Pretty side. Pretty much. There might as well be. Mm-hmm. I guess the sergeant-at-arms has to watch them and make sure yeah. they don't... Uh, Barbed wire. I wonder if they throw spitballs at each other or paper airplanes. Or well, they've done everything but, but that's a really yeah. unique idea. Yeah, but uh, he made me think of the state senate chambers, and I don't know if Kathy's listening; she could call and verify. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was I was quite now. I believe that the lieutenant governor, or there's there's one or two seats that are that are up higher, you know. Uh, but basically, the, the rank and file of the state senate they all sit in a big circle alphabetically. Oh. It was, uh, was kind of cool. See, I, I learned something new this year. Thank you for that, Kevin. Well, now you can see. Now you can take the rest of the year off, but we're not going to let you. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. You have fun, Stu. Catch you later. All right. Thank you, buddy. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year again to you. Um, I just pulled over because I'm doing some errands, but... I just wanted to make the comment that um, if you abuse, neglect and abuse a municipality, that's what it is. It's neglect and abuse. And it's happening at our city level and it's happening at our state level. Um, and I just wanted to let Kevin know, because this might be something he might want to look into, I learned a while back that... Um, less than 2% of books are converted to Braille. Well, that's something interesting. Uh, Really, I'm surprised that's so low. And the other observation that I have is that I believe Kevin is legally blind, and I've been legally blind twice. Twice? And Norwich Ophthalmology has restored my eyesight three times. That's so remarkable. His diagnosis, if you're if you're legally blind and your diagnosis is over five years old, I highly, highly recommend an appointment with Norwich Ophthalmology. Well that's where I go and I have an appointment next week. But uh oh, they're the, awesome. They must have given you some glasses that uh certainly nope. a prescription or no no no. no, no. Nope. I don't want to go into details, but um, I'm working into the, to a lot of issues with Norwich, for Norwich. Um, I, you know, running for an office is not my style, but with my eyesight, I can see what's going around with the city with regard to our bridges and roads, and it's very severe, um, and nothing's being done about it by our state or our, our city manager. So I'm trying to get communications facilitated. Have a good day, Stu. All right, thank you. Without my uh, implants, which are lenses, uh, 
I would be definitely legally blind. Oof. Certainly wouldn't be able to drive, that's for sure. Interesting. Got to get the eyes checked at least once a year. Very important. They're not like the eye exams we used to have when we were kids. You know, go in, look at the fish in the aquarium, and uh, doot, 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 the line go through the window. Now they look in back of the eye, under the eye, over the eye. And it's really amazing the things they can do now. So that'd be a good resolution. If you haven't seen your eye doctor in a very long time, to get it checked. Get yourself checked out. We'll try to have more guests who are ophthalmologists uh, on our program this year. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So, go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. I was thinking a lot about music, which I do all the time because I grew up with music, and um, so many songs are sad. It's just amazing when you think about it. I mean, really sad songs. So today, being uh, my first show of the new year, I'm uh, going to play all happy songs. Happy songs for an hour. Okay? And I'm just looking down a playlist now of uh, songs. The thrill is gone. Hey, won't you play another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song? I can't help it if I'm still in love with you. I'm so lonesome I could cry. This is just a general list of songs that uh, I guess become very popular. Sad songs. It's amazing how many they are. I was looking through this this list here, and uh, I'm amazed. And you don't even think about it, because uh, there are so many uh, songs out there, and you know them, you like them, but uh, they have a sad overtone, many of them. Manic Monday, Monday, Monday. I know you don't want my love. Well, we could go on. Hello, welcome. You're on the air. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Happy New Year to you. I hope you uh, were down there walking on the beach New Year's Day. I didn't get to the beach, but I did do some walking, so um, that was good. It's nice to have warmer weather. Very grateful for that. That's right. One less day we have to turn the thermostat up. Mm-hmm. Very, very grateful for that. Yes. Hey, Stu, uh, I was just getting in from having breakfast mm-hmm. and just turned the radio on. And I just want to say my hats go off to those first responders that took care of that uh, football player. Oh, my God. They, was, they were right there on the money. It was, uh, oof. I mean, I've heard a lot about it. I wasn't watching the game, but I've seen a lot of things on it, and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. It, it, um, <clears throat> it, it was a good thing they, they were all there and, they had, and that they had the equipment to take care of them. They worked on him for 10 minutes, got him to the hospital, and, well, he's got a chance. All right, Stu, did you get your uh, postcard from uh, Joe Biden? 
My postcard? No, I guess the mail's a little slow. Well, neither did I. I don't feel bad, and I'm sure, I'm sure the WICH listeners didn't get one neither. Listen, I don't think he uh, would send me a card. Wish you were here. He would probably send it. Glad you're not here. Well, I stepped in and I wrote one on his behalf. Want me to read it to you? I guess you're going to. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dear Stu and WICH listeners, Joe and I are having a great time down here in St. Croix. No matter how many times I've been to the beach house in Delaware, it cannot compare to this place. The weather, ocean, and food are great. Wish you and all the WICH listeners were here. Can't wait to get back to the White House to continue cleaning up the mess Donald Trump left me. You know, low inflation, <clears throat> low food, fuel, and gas prices, and a secure border, and so on. Oh, well, it's time for my nap, afternoon nap. Happy 2021, Joe Biden. P.S. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear about the Southwest disaster and the blizzard in upper state New York. I have instructed my vice president and border czar, what's her name, to look into this matter. Well, isn't that sweet he thought of you? Uh, that sounds like something that... Uh, I'm not going to use the word, but that sounds like something he'd write. Okay, buddy. All right. Thank uh, you. Enjoy the rest of the day, and you too. Thank you, sir. Okie dokie, 889-5252 at WICHAM and FM. Good to have your company. I hope you had a nice... You know, a lot of people I know stay home for New Year's Eve, which is fine. You know, no problem. You can celebrate in your house. There's definitely room to celebrate. So whatever it was, I hope you all are well today, no matter what your political persuasion is. Because everybody is different. Everybody has a different personality. So I thought we, I'd start off the show today with, uh, tell me about yourself. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You know, for those of you who have listened for a long time, you've known me for over 50 years. I don't even know me that long. I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. My mother was born in Southie, South Boston. My dad was born in Pennsylvania. My dad was an only child. My mom had a sister, Irene. My mother's mother I never got to know because she died very, very young. And my dad was an only child, so we really didn't have a big family. Not a big family. You know, a few cousins here and there that I very rarely saw. It just happened that way. They just moved away. And I grew up in Roxbury, Massachusetts. Anybody from Roxbury? And from there, I was there till I was 10 years old. And then from there, there we moved to Mattapan, Mass. And I was a member of the Mattapan Little League. My dad was a, uh, it was called a custom peddler. I know, it has kind of a negative tone, but not, it wasn't really, you know, he sold things. He went to, uh, you know, people's houses, and he would get them material, and then they would pay him in increments. And I remember many times uh, their checks would bounce, and he would be upset, and I would get upset, but um, that's what he did for a living. However, most of the time, he was gambling. He was a gambler. My mother did not work. I was one of those lucky kids that uh, 
when I got home from school, my mom was there. And it was okay with her. She never had the desire. She always had a um, driver's license. A driver's license to uh, drive, but she never drove. And even years later, when she her license expired, she still renewed it. But she never drove, and uh, why? I'm never really sure about that. So then my folks lived in Mattapan, and I moved out while they were in Mattapan because I got into radio when I was very young. I think I was eight. And they had a home invasion, and there was a lot of crime in the area. Fortunately, they were not hurt, but emotionally, they were hurt terribly, so they moved out to uh, another spot in Massachusetts. And they stayed there. But, you know, like every other family, you have your ups and downs. But it was a very small family. My Uncle Bob, uh, who was married to my Aunt Ida, and they never had any children. He was kind of a strange man. He had a, a temper. And he one time was abusive. And my, my aunt said that, that's it, you ever do anything like that again, you're out of here, I'm out of here. And he never did. But he was a terrible gambler, and uh, when he used to come over Sunday nights and play cards with uh, my grandfather and my dad, and he lost, he was a bad loser. You could hear him yelling in the uh, kitchen while we were watching TV in the in the living room. I thought maybe if you wanted to give us a little hi- history of yourself, you may want to do that as part of our show today. Welcome, you're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi. Yikes. Do I want to do that? Um, let me say one thing. Uh, I think Kathy Austin's last name is spelled with an O, O-S-T-E-N. Okay, I thought it was A, but you may be right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, pretty much me, I'm just a standard person, simpleton, and I, I, I was never one to do the newfangled things, novelties, or uh, fashion, or anything like that, I remain the same. Just simple. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be it, it, um, extravagant, or, and I don't like really um, inexpensive, I'm just in the middle. You're a middle person. You're in the middle I'm zone. I'm a middle person. Mm-hmm. You know, that I'm only... One person of five siblings, but they're all different. They're just because I come from mm. one family doesn't mean that they're all the same. Mm, of course, they're yeah. You five. You got five brothers and a, sisters. Great. Huh? You had five brothers and sisters. No, I have um, four. Three brothers and a sister. Okay, and you're the fifth. Yeah, I'm. I'm second oldest. Hmm. And my bro- my older brother, he's the leader, which they say uh, the oldest is the second. Mm, I'm in there somewhere. I wish we had a big. I wish I had a bigger family. A my dad wanted about twelve kids, but my mother would have ran away. So, <laughs> you know, you know that's not so bad, really. You know, but um, I have a sister. It's and funny, I went to the uh, dentist the other day, and she was talking about. Um, it was around Christmas, okay? So she was saying all her siblings were, fun, you know, coming in and they were celebrating and things like that. And I said, hmm, you, you know, 
who would have thought that I would be saying I love you to my siblings today? Mm-hmm. You know, and she says, yeah, we fought as kids and whatnot. I says, before we hang up, whatever uh, celebration holiday it is, we always say, I love you. That's awfully sweet. That's nice. A lot of people yeah. do love you, love you, but they, they have a tough time saying it. Mm-hmm. I did. I did for a really long time. But when I uh, received it from my siblings... I started saying it back, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because we're alive, we're all good, we care about each other, so it, it's uh, kind of common now, and I got used to it. Well, thanks for Great. thanks for sharing Thank that. You. I appreciate it. The love word, huh? Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning to you, Mr. Stowe. Hi, Larry. Boy, what, what a... I was watching that game last night. Uh, thank God they have medical teams on. Uh, yeah, of course they they have to because they're always bashing uh, each other. But all the times we've watched know, football, one in a, maybe one every ten, fifteen years, you might need that thing. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. you know, they brought that guy back to life last night. Well, I don't ever remember something like that ever happened. I've seen many, many injuries. A couple of minutes to do it, but yeah. I mean, they got him back though, which was a miracle in itself. Mm-hmm. So, well, he has a chance. He has a yeah. chance now. Yeah, so, uh, anyways, uh, what did I tell you about? Um, what did I tell you about McCarthy for the last uh, couple of months? It's a mess. It's totally a mess. Yeah, well, I, I told you that, though, didn't I? And I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that these five Republicans are not voting for him, and I'm glad the other nine are on the fence or, or to vote for him. And I hope it's for a mess, uh, because Republicans like to make messes out of things all the time. They can't even straighten things out in their own political party, and they're going to worry about the Democrats. They're they're, uh, they're just as bad. And for these rules, uh, let's let's get to the rules for a minute. You're not even a member of Congress, and you can elect anybody you want off the street to be leader of the of the of the party, of the House. Yeah. What kind of ridiculous nonsense is this? Do you know that, and I don't think it's going to happen, they even talked about Donald Trump being elected as Speaker of the House. Can you imagine electing him, putting him in as leader uh, of, this is what I mean about it's not the nonsense. They go, who, who, where do they come up with these rules? <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you right now, if I was up there, I wouldn't vote for McCarthy either. I already told you that. I told you that well a couple of months ago. He's, he's getting exactly what he's got coming to him today. Okay? He's not a Republican. He can call himself a Republican, but when you vote for a $1.7 trillion spending package for the Democrats so you can run home to uh, your relatives for Christmas, that's not a, that's not a Republican. And so much for the other 18 Republicans that voted for that, that stupid bill. Mm. He's, uh, that should have been zero Republicans that voted for that. When, when do you ever see the Democrats vote with the Republicans on anything? It's always a zero vote. Zero. Sometimes it's one or one and a half, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they stick together. They know how to stick together, and they stick together. Republicans, um, they're not going anywhere in 2024 either. I'll tell you that ahead of time. Okay, because they they, they don't know how to fight. They don't know how to stay together. They don't even know what they're doing in their own party, and they're going to worry about all these investigations coming up, uh, which, which is going to be a waste of two years. Because even if they unfold something. 
What, what good is it going to do? You're going to arrest the president of the United States? No. You're going to arrest Hunter Biden? No. This, this is, this is, you know what this is? There's going to be a waste of taxpayers' money and time again. Well, there should be some things that need to be addressed, but certainly they have to focus on how to make things better, obviously. Well, I think they'll make things better if they uh, if they vote McCarthy and McConnell out of those positions. Well, McConnell, I absolutely agree with McConnell. And the other thing, who knows how long that's going to drag out. I mean, it's very unusual for this to happen, yeah. but it looks McConnell, like it's McConnell going to. McConnell went and sold the Republicans down, down, <clears throat> down the drain just because uh, Trump voted for certain uh, primary Republicans and, uh, and uh, McConnell got pissed off, so he gave all the money to the other uh, Republicans instead of fighting for the for the ones he should have fought for to get into Congress. This is a, this is another reason why they didn't win as many votes as they should have. That McConnell had everything to do with that. He blew that big big time, especially for the things he said. Can you imagine going on the air and saying we don't have good candidates? We, we have terrible candidates. That's why we lost. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly a, a little bit truthful there, but um, you don't want to say it, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Anyways, this is going to be a mess. I to see the writing on a wall, and they can't do anything until they get a speaker. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't... But anyways, we'll see what happens. Nice speaking to you again for the new year. So. Same here, buddy. Hope you had rested up for the last couple of days. Yeah, I did try, and it's uh, it's really good to be back. Seems like I had a lot of time off at the holidays, but um, yeah, they went well, well and I'm back, grateful buddy. for that. Thanks, Larry. Okay. See ya. It's uh, 10 before 11 at WICH. If you're new to the program, thanks for joining us today. We're on AM and FM 94.5, AM 1310, and all opinions are welcome on this program. We don't screen the calls to see if the caller has something that agrees with me, because you don't have to. All right? Ten minutes before 11. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest rules. Bills Bedding and Furniture wants to celebrate the new year with some great values on famous name furniture and bedding for your home. Bills is very well stocked on Lazy Boy recliners starting at only $499. Most styles are available with a power recline option, including a power headrest and a wireless handheld remote so anyone can easily operate any Lazy Boy recliner. Bills also has living room sofas from Ashley in a gray microfiber fabric starting at $499. You can add a matching recliner for just $429. If it's a new mattress you want, Bills has Serta iComfort Hybrid Mattresses on sale for the month of January with $200 off any size or firmness. The iComfort Mattress is adjustable base friendly for an even better sleeping experience. Remember, Bills has free local delivery and 12-month interest-free financing to stretch your dollars even further. Start 2023 with a New Year's resolution of new furniture and bedding from Bills Bedding and Furniture, 640 North Main Street in Danielson, and be comfortable for the years to come. Online, it's BillsBedding.com. In addition to everything else, I know we talk about our family histories a little bit today. If you have any interesting stories growing up, as I mentioned, my I never met my mom's mom because she died before I was born. 
And then uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, remarried. And uh, my mother and uh, my aunt never really liked her. But you know how that goes. Dad can't marry anybody else, but... So, you know, we got along pretty good, but we weren't close with my step-grandmother. And then uh, my dad's uh, mom lived to be 90. And I think she would have been alive today, but she was walking across Blue Hill Avenue and uh, a car hit her. And after that, she was never the same. That was a tragic day, I remember. Welcome to the program. You're on. Good morning, Stu, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. And I'm down, not where the snow is, I'm down here in Connecticut. But when you talked about funny things with family, uh, about two months ago I had gone on to that ancestry. And mm-hmm. I knew my dad came from 12 and my mother came from seven kids. And on my mother's side, her, um, we were putting in dates and names because from we know... What I, I have a couple of my mother's siblings still living um, that um, we were related, and I, we were, I was trying to find out how we were related to, and you can look, look it up, and her name was Eva Tangway. She was called the I Don't Care Girl. Hmm. She, that was, she, it was a song that she, 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 that was, she was very risque for her days. Uh, she, some of the outfits that she had were very scandalous, but when you talk about funny things with the family, I remember my mother's mother, Eva, had come to visit. She was related to my grand, my grandfather, actually, my mother's father. And that was um, her. It was through my great-grandmother on my mother's side that it was either, I think it was Eva's mother and my great-grandmother were... We're first cousins. First cousins. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I looked it up because she was born in Marbleton, Canada. And then her dad was a doctor, but they moved to Hoyle, Massachusetts. And he passed on. And she started her career. There was, used to be an amusement park in, in, in Massachusetts. It was called Mountain Park. And they used to have a, a theater, summer theater. It was a Mountain Park Players. And they used to have all kinds of different... Um, I remember my mother said she saw Martha Ray was there. Matter of fact, um, the guy that uh, he did, um, Mark Twain, what's that, that actor, white hair, he, he was married to one, uh, to uh, Dixie Carter. Hal, Hal Holbrook, he had done... They had a, used to have a summer theater. They had a roll of... There's a mountain, there was a mountain... Mount, Mount Tom Flyer was a wooded roller coaster. I remember going on it when I got high enough as the kid was on the thing, but, and Eva started, she went at a talent show there, and her mother made her a dress, and it has a story of it, and there was a book a couple years that came up about her life, and I had been interested in finding out exactly how she was related, and they come to find out it's through cousins, and we came across, my grandfather had two sisters, and his two sisters, my Aunt Adela and my Aunt Corrine, were, 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 were cousins with Ava, so that, and Ava, Eva being from, she grew up in Hoyo, she had her brother, she had a brother that lived in Willamette, not Willamette, Willamette is part of Chicopee, Mass, 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, and but she would come in and she would do her shopping at this particular furniture store because they would give like trading space. Even though she was an actress and at that time she was paid like $1,200 a week in like 1917. That's a lot of money. And and at that time that was, Mm -hmm. she had this apartment in New York City we have, they have pictures of. But what I was getting to later on after my aunt had a big box of all these telegrams that were sent to my great aunt saying, you know, Mrs. Wood died, and it, um, here's money for her funeral because she had no living heir, and different things that Ava had done. And at one time, she had actually she was she lost everything in the crash. She had millions, and she literally she was like penniless, and she was trying to make a comeback, but she had cataracts, she had problems with her feet and stuff like that. But it was just very interesting to talk about mm-hmm. weird. And I was like, oh my god! And then I read up on her, and I got the book. And, to find out that I was related, and I said, well, now I know where all the crazy ones came. <laughs> Listen, I wish I had more time, because these stories are fascinating. These are... Even, it's just am- interesting you're saying both. Thank you so much for sharing that. i got to go, but thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. We'll do some more of that during our show today, if you like. Hi, welcome to the program. Okay, 889-5252 is the uh, telephone number. So uh, my dad was a gambler. He was also a great baseball player and uh, could have possibly got into the major leagues. He was working his way up to the minors, but he was a very slow runner. So that didn't work out. Took him a while to get to first base. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi there. You know, uh, you made me think of my grandmother, um, my mother's mother. Mm-hmm. She was an immigrant with my grandfather from Italy. And um, she came here and she uh, came separately and met him here. Mm. And then she went, she was supposed to go back home, but she didn't. She married him. Yeah, she was having too much fun here, so yeah, what the heck, you know? She did. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she was a very smart lady, I'll say that. And when I was uh, about four years old, I remember I had a doll carriage. And she to- said to my mother, she said, Patty's going to be a nurse when she grows up. <laughs> And my mother said, how do you know that? She said, I can tell by the way she takes care of her dolls. That's sweet. That is so sweet. That that was my grandmother. and um, She was right on the money on that one. Yes, she was. And uh, I always felt attached to her, you know? Mm -hmm. And she, um, she, she, another time, she... I had a dream about her. This is long after she died, and I was I was in nursing school, and I was thinking how hard it was, and I was really wondering if I should leave, you know. And I dreamt that she came to me. We were sitting on a bench, mm-hmm. and uh, I was telling her about. You know, possibly leaving. Yeah, and she she knew it, and she ta- she talked to me, and 
We had a wonderful conversation. Don't ask me what it was about. It was about you not leaving. Yeah, it was. And and uh, and I never forgot that. I never forgot And that. you were glad you stayed? Oh, yes, I was. Okay. I was. I was glad at the end, but it was very hard. Oh, yeah, it's not, not easy work. I got to run for the okay. news, but thank okay. you so okay. much for that. Yeah, all right. All right. Must be a terrific grandma she had. Take some more calls after the news. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. And we're on FM2 on this brand new year, 94.5 W23. Got to get used to 2023 on the checks. Right now it's 11. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. He has made some big concessions, but will they be enough for Congressman Kevin McCarthy to get the 218 votes he needs to be the next Speaker of the House? That's the question as the 118th Congress convenes about an hour from now. Republicans will be in control of the House. Not all of McCarthy's GOP colleagues support him for the Speaker's post. The new Congress opens with House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy clinging to his political future with the potential to become the first nominee for Speaker in 100 years to fail to win initial support from his own colleagues at a high-stakes vote for the gavel. McCarthy's in line to replace Speaker Nancy Pelosi, but heads into the vote with no guarantee of success. The California Republican faces entrenched detractors from within his own ranks. Despite attempts to win them over, even with an endorsement from former President Trump, McCarthy's still looking for votes. Correspondent Bernie Bennett covering the House of Representatives. Correspondent Bob Agnew following the Upper House of Congress. The 118th Congress will feature a Senate with a larger advantage for Democrats, again under the watchful eye of Majority Leader Charles Schumer of New York. They enjoy a 51-49 to 49 advantage over Republicans, with a caucus of 48 Democrats and three independents, all of whom caucus with the Democrats. Upon his swearing in, Republican leader Mitch McConnell becomes the longest-serving party leader in the history of the Senate. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. It shocked players from both teams, brought some of his teammates to tears. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field last night as the Bills were playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. He had suffered cardiac arrest. CPR followed. Hamlin rushed to the hospital, where at last word he was in critical condition. Parts of the South could see more powerful storms today. High winds, even tornadoes, are a concern. Stocks in the red now on Wall Street, but not by much. The S&P is down 7 points. The Dow's off 16. The Nasdaq, 50 points lower. More on these stories. Townhall.com. Lee Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. 
An Israeli cabinet minister has visited a Flashpoint Jerusalem holy site for the first time since taking office in Prime Minister Netanyahu's new government last this week. Is the most deeply contested site in Jerusalem. Um, it's known as Haram al-Sharif. And then Temple Mount, as it's known to Jews, is the site where they believe two uh, biblical temples stood. At the moment, Jews cannot pray openly at the site, although they are allowed to visit under police escort. And Itamar Ben-Gavir, who has just become the national security minister, has long pledged to try to change what is known as the status quo. The BBC's Yolanda Nell. Russia is preparing to step up its attacks on Ukraine using Iranian-made exploding drones. That's according to Ukrainian President Zelensky. This as Moscow looks for ways to keep up the pressure on civilians in Ukraine. News and analysis at townhall.com. The Drug Enforcement Administration is concerned that aggressive marketing by telehealth companies may be contributing to excessive ADHD prescriptions. A DEA investigation into several companies comes as prescriptions for Adderall have doubled within a year's time. The DEA is legally required to set production quotas each year for ingredients in Schedule II drugs. According to the Wall Street Journal, the DEA announced in December that it would not permit any increase in the production of pharmaceutical ingredients used to make Adderall and other stimulants for ADHD treatment in 2023. The DEA's decision to limit production, along with the doubling of Adderall prescriptions, has resulted in a shortage of Adderall, which was first reported in October. Tasha Stevens reporting. Beijing is blasting COVID-19 testing requirements that are being imposed on passengers from China and is also threatening countermeasures against those countries involved. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Welcome to our program on this brand new year. 50, uh, 55 degrees will be our high today. It's 48 right now. It's an open forum to start things off. Welcome to the program. Well, Stu, I was going to say Happy New Year on the first hour. But you said 52, and then 55, you're using Fahrenheit. And you got 50, 50, you're coming up on 53 years there at the uh, WICH. But people don't know. You had five years in Boston up somewhere, Weir Mass, somewhere. It was Weir Mass, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got like 60. I had a call. Look, I, I just got in, and I went out shopping, and Patty was on. And I gotta say this, man. I gotta really say this. My sister's my only sister, and her name's Patricia. Her name's Patty. I call her Pat. Mm-hmm. And Patty, yeah, and Patty, that calls from North Carolina. Dude, she's a she's a living doll and a nurse. I I I treasure when she calls in. She's so sincere. Do you agree? Can we agree something, Stu? Happy yeah, we year, agree. By the way. We certainly agree with that. That's for sure. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. awesome, man. I hope she's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my New Year's was pretty good, Stu. Uh, good. Things are shaping up. Uh, I thought about you walking on the beach in Mesquamac. We had some good weather. Uh, I did watch Groucho, and I think of you, Stu, because you're more comical than me, and and, and and I'm watching these little uh you you can draw and you do things that I, I, I never could do. 
And it's just amazing. Uh, your comics, you like stuff like that. I'm watching these kids play. We got the basketball hoop up. They're playing. Oh, man. If you could do this for me on your Stu Brother Hour. It's a weird song. I don't know the artist. But I always love the song, and it made sense to me. In the playground in my mind. And the guy goes on in the end, and he keeps repeating like he hooks it. But it's like, in the playground in my mind. Well, there was a million-selling song. And mm-hmm. out and about with the kids, the children. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that song? Yes, I do. We WICH, we got a gold record for it. Oh, Joey, jackpot! A gold record for yeah. I the children. I think it came out in the seventies. Mm-hmm. The children in my mind. Actually, we played so it a I year did, before I it was lost a hit. Listen to that, thinking, because mm-hmm. I grew up so tough in the projects. We didn't have all the playgrounds in our mind. We just did what we did. Sick ball. Everything you do, I love you, Stu. Anyhow. What is the guy's name? The guy is Clint Holmes. Yeah, man. Can you play that song for us this afternoon? Yes, because I'm going to be playing all uplifting songs to start the year. Well, that would... Would you think that would... Stu? Yes, it is. Don't you think that would be an uplifting song? Absolutely, yes. Oh, please play it. All the children in my mind. It's a wonderful song, Stu. We need love. Okay, well, we're going to throw out some love today between noon and one. Brother man, brother briar, rock and roll, hoochie coo, baby. You're my number one. I love you. See you, buddy. Take care. Yes, we had a playground in Mattapan. It was uh, off River Street. It was a very low-budget playground. I mean, ah, boy. Would we have one swing? I think it was one swing. Some other things that were a little weird, but anyway, it was a playground. At least they called it that way. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. I had the perennial tire on the on the rope under the maple tree swing. Well, but you had one of those. Okay. That didn't, yeah, and you know what? I came across an old picture. The tree is now gone, but it was a gigantic maple. We always had picnics under it and everything. And I had my swing on 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 it, and I'll tell you what. One time I twirled that thing, and then you know, you, then you go around and around. And you know what? It broke, broke the um, rope. Yeah, we had a that. we had a seesaw <laughs> with only one side, so that didn't work out. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. I watched um, I watched Canadian Bacon last night with John Candy and Alan Alda, and you know, a lot of faces people would recognize in it. And you know, it's called propaganda video or propaganda films. And I'm thinking, what an interesting name, because the whole thing was about getting a war going with Russia again, because it was too quiet, Alan Alders, the president. And I'm like, this could be a script for what's going on. It was a comedy. Obviously, it was a comedy if um, Mr. Candy was in there. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, I can't think of that guy's name. Not that there's anything funny about war, but... Oh, it's a, the, the <clears> movie's <throat> a riot. Mm-hmm. And, and so they, they tried, tried to get a, a war going with Russia, invited them to the... Um, this is what they call a summit. Uh, the, the Russian guy gets out of the helicopter, you know, portraying the White House and everything. And he goes in, and, and the dinner, and he goes, let's eat. 
And what did they do? They gave the officials a bucket of chicken, and they're all eating it and everything. And then Alan Alder goes, you know, hey, uh, what do you say we get together and, uh, you know, warm things up like it was with the Cold War? And then the Russian guy didn't want to have nothing to do with that. He says, don't be a sore winner. They, they didn't want it. But the thing is, all of the things going on right now could be, it could be a movie script copied from Canadian Bacon. And guess who made the movie? Michael Moore. Michael Go Moore ahead. made the movie? Yeah, he, he wrote it and yeah. he um, directed it. Never and, heard of it. Yeah, it's called uh, Canadian Bacon. And it's, a, it's funny, but it could be what's going on right now. So Russia didn't want to play uh, the little war game. So they did a fake, Canada did this to us, we're going to war with Canada instead. It, it's really funny, but when it said propaganda video, I'm thinking, propaganda, interesting name for right now, isn't it? So this was 1995, mm -hmm. up in Niagara, uh, Niagara, New York, and it shows a lot of the falls and all kinds of stuff, but... They create a fake attack. Well, I'll have to look for that. People in the government dressed up as Canadians to get a war going with Canada. So oh. I would tell people, if you get your hands on this, take a look at it and just see almost like a mirror image of what's going on now. And Lassie, I got the DVD. Lassie came home. I got it for Christmas. It came. Oh, you know what? Even my keyboard I ordered actually got here. By wow. The Santa Claus loves you, Susan. But I'm telling you, on the Lassie one, um, there's three on it. Was Lassie, it the Lassie um, movie or the Lassie TV show? Well, there's two episodes of, I guess it would be a Lassie TV show, although they call it a little movie. Lassie's Gifts of Love it shows the kid. Mm -hmm. um, hugging Lassie in black and white, but it's called The Greatest Gift. If anybody could get the episode of The Meeting Tree, like I said, it takes place in 1966. My episode is in color, and I go, oh, wow. 1966 was the year I got my pony. And I'm like, talk about stepping back in time, the vehicles. Some of these people really know you, Susan. They get you gifts that you really love. Well, I'll say it out loud, and then all of a sudden, wow, you know, even the next-door neighbor, I told her, oh, I wish I could get my hands on Run, Appaloosa, Run. I saw that in Norwich when I was a little kid at one of the cinemas. So you know what? What? You got she it. She gave it to me for my birthday. Well, isn't that sweet? You got some sweet people around you, buddy. And, uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I guess I really do. <clears throat> Yeah. I, I do. I do. I got good friends. And mm -hmm. so, but the lastie one, if anyone could get their hands on the episode of the meeting tree with the guy from Vietnam whose plane was, you know, shot down and everything, it's called The Greatest Gift. And it shows the White House, and it shows um, the tree being put up. It's actually a documentary how they cut the tree down and pick it. And the little, the kid and his mother were 
offered to go and be there when it was turned on, and it, they played the Christmas music. But I'll tell you, when they show the White House during the day and they're putting up the tree with cranes and everything, they're playing uh, in the background. I think they're playing America the Beautiful, <clears throat> and you can't help but get choked up. You just can't. Well, listen, I'm glad you got that. Lassie is a wonderful actor, and uh, thanks for calling. i got to get to another okay. call. I watched all the Lassie TV shows growing up. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, you. Hey. Who? I want to publish a retraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a retraction? The caller was right. Kathy Austin's name is spelled with an O, not an A. Oh, but she had the front desk. Yeah, so, you know, I thought I remembered, because I I specifically asked somebody, well, I know Kathy Austin, and, uh, um, you know, she represents my district, and how come her desk is right here? And I I thought they said they did it alphabetically, but maybe I got that. Maybe they just don't know the alphabet. Well, that could be. Well, they're Democrats. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Kathy. Bad boy. Just joking. Bad boy. She won't talk to me for a year. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, got, I have a weird sense of humor. She knows that. Yeah, we all know that, Kevin. <laughs> they don't do worry. We sit in a circle. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that's uh, that didn't happen, but that's okay. It was a good. No, I don't know if they sit on the floor and chant "Nam Renge That I did not ask about. It was an interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's probably all I have. Uh, big news story of 2022. I would have to say was uh, Putin. What do you think? Putin. Putin, yeah. Vladimir and his stupid stuff. Yeah, I suppose that could be one in the top five or at least number one. And uh, Well, you know, it seems to be something yeah. that affected everybody. It was on everybody's mind, and mm-hmm. it's really been very upsetting to a lot of people. We're yeah. talking about uh, you, you know, your people's history that call our show or listen, and, and, you, and you were born where were you born? Me? You? You? Talking to you? I was born at uh, the uh, William W. Backus Hospital in Norwich, Connecticut. Oh, so we've always had you around here. I've always been around. No, Very I moved good. around the country, though. That was neat, the Backus Hospital. I moved Hospital. around all over the place. So do you remember the day? How was it? Kidding. Um, there was a doctor there. There were a couple of doctors there. My mm-hmm. uncle was there. He was a doctor. Oh, good. And there was another doctor there. My mother showed up. Oh, your mother showed up, yeah. yeah she was there. It was very nice for her to come. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and great. So you... Uh, I, was born, I was born prematurely, so they mm. stuck me in an incubator, and it was fairly mm-hmm. common back in those days, and that's how I mm-hmm. damaged. Well, you really have matured. I hope that's not Kathy calling me on the other line. I may be in big trouble. No, all right. We won't, I won't tell her if she's not listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, Stu. See ya. Kevin Bourne at the Bacchus. How did we miss that? Here's the weather. Morning, everybody. Well, not quite as nice as yesterday. Clouds, patchy fog to start. Rain likely during the afternoon. High temperatures occur just before midnight tonight with rising temperatures after sunset. Temperatures uh, in the low 50s. Tonight, cloudy with showers, rain, and patchy fog. Overnight, low 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy showers on and off. Milder with possible record warmth. 
We're going for 61 inland, 57 for the shoreline. And then Thursday, showers remain possible. Rain might mix with or change over to very light snow. Temperatures falling during the day on Thursday into the low 40s. And then Friday, mostly cloudy with a chance for rain, snow showers, cooler with highs in the mid to upper 30s. The weekend looks good. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. All right. 46 degrees, which isn't too shabby in itself right now. You're on the air. Welcome. Well, hi, Stu. How, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Okay, I'll keep it brief. I won't go on with my whole life history, but um, technically, um, when my brother gave the eulogy at my dad's wake, he said, my sister and I have had four mothers between us both. And people are like, what? People that know us. Now, I come from a big Italian family, so um, I had a sister and a brother. Um, we're all adopted. from We're all sister and brothers from another mother type of thing. Um, but... So I was technically adopted, so I never met my real mother. Those were the days that we didn't looking into ancestry and all that stuff. And so my mom and dad who adopted me, I was only two days old um, from Hempstead, Long Island, um, through a family member who found out that um, her sister couldn't have any children, who was my mother who adopted me. And anyway, that's it was like a word of mouth thing. Oh, I know somebody who wants to adopt a baby. You do? Oh, mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore. Um, unfortunately, she passed very young. Um, I was adopted, like I said, two days old. Um, great parents. Um, she died when I was five. She was only 37. Oh, my. And then mm-hmm. my dad got remarried when I was 11. Perfect fit. Um, I looked like her. Um, she was married once before, had a child, and divorced. My sister came into the family at two. They hooked up. Oh, in 73, they were married for 25 years. She unfortunately passed young. She was 59, Mm. and I was 38. Um, And then my father got married one more time, and she outlived him for a change, and they were married 10 years. In his 70s, he got remarried for the third time. So You had four mothers. You had four moms. You had four moms. Technically, my first mother I had no, I don't know. You, um, you, yeah. My second mother I knew, mm-hmm. the the third <clears> technically, <throat> and then the fourth, and then now they're all gone. <laughs> so, uh, but I had a good childhood, and um, um, you know, I never wanted to go look for my my mom or dad. Um, uh, they kind of frowned upon that. That's the way it was then. Oh, and, sure, in those days, yeah. Yeah, so. and it's fine, you know, because. Uh, but he did tell me something too. Um, I said, "Well, how did you find me?" And he said, well, I went to the hospital, and we saw the babies in the window, and we said, we'll take the one with the red hair. Oh, my goodness. It was like shopping at uh, Macy's. Kidding. Of course, kidding. He, he's, that oh, was a okay. great story, and I believed it until I was but it was e- But it was easier to adopt somebody <laughs> in those days, right? <laughs> yeah. I have the papers, and I see my mom <clears> and <throat> my grandparents' name on the signature, but that's all I got. I have no pictures, no anything, which is, again, fine. Were but, most uh, of your moms uh, really nice moms? Absolutely, yes, oh, yes. Even the last one um, came from a big family of five herself. Um, the mm-hmm. Irish and the Italians got together, and they had a one big wedding. Years, yeah. So we, you know, we all got along well, and uh, she she lived at the house that I grew up in, and um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get along with everybody. So um, when you were uh, your adopted mom didn't live very long at all, but when you were a little girl, uh, when did she did you know that you were adopted? Since I could um, understand. And, uh-huh. and the good thing is I have a really, one of those memories. I can remember phone numbers and stuff like that. And um, I remember all the things we did for the short amount of time she had me. 
vividly like i'm like i'm talking to you today i remember and that's that's how it was uh-huh. where she took kreskis you know for uh diner food and uh to ballet class and i grew up in waterford this was new london we went down state street the things you know some of the uh, things that people are doing today to find uh people that go way back did you ever think of trying to find out who your real mom was I have a, somebody who is going to look into it for me now, but um, mm-hmm. her age didn't allow the census to be able to do it. So uh-huh. she's she's hot on the trail. Um, but it, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. She she's in her seventies if she's alive, and um, mm-hmm. she could want to look for me as well. But um, you know, it'd be ni- nice just to have a picture. I, I look at myself saying, "Oh, gee, maybe I don't look like her. I don't know." But. Um, it doesn't really matter, but it's it's, it's yeah, interesting. It's, it's really interesting. interesting. Now, now do, you, do you have a lot of brothers and sisters or half-sisters? I, or I have a brother and a sister. My brother was also adopted, and he came from uh, Italy, came from Tusa, Sicily. And um, he technically is my father and him um, cousins. So he adopted him as his son. That's a whole other story for another okay. day. Right. We'd have to have coffee and talk about it. But, uh, yeah, he, he found his real mom. She was still living there, and he has a brother and a sister <clears throat> over there, and he goes over quite often. He has a business over there. So, um, yes, and they've been here, and I've met them, and I've met his mother, and um, it's uh, it, he, he found his history because it was available, and mine was a different circumstance. So, um, you know, they still corresponded. They still called each other up. Well, thank, you, uh, thank you. Thank you Like so I said, much. my family visits, and I've been there as well to his brother and sister's house and his mother's house. <laughs> I love these stories. Thank you so much for sharing You're that. welcome. Okay, Stu, bye-bye. Have a good day. You too. We're talking, among other things, about your family history, and uh, everybody's got a story. There's so many stories. My, my grandfather was very, very bright, and he uh, survived the Depression. I, I don't know how he did financially, how he worked it, but uh, he got through the Depression very well. So many other people lost everything. But he, um, and I never really talked to him much about it. He was kind of a shy guy. I was a shy kid, so we used to say hello. But a very nice man, very sweet man, but very, very bright. A survivor of the Depression. Our number is 889-5252 if you'd like to uh, talk about any subject or share some of your uh, family history. 94.5 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. This is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking. I lost 70 pounds and my friend lost 20 pounds in the first two months. Oh man, that's amazing. Join Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar. Lose the weight or stop smoking for only $49.99 guaranteed. Seminar Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight Loss Seminar at 11 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar 2 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. It's 11:26. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks, Stu. Me yeah. again. Hello uh, there. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yep. I'm down here at the Velvet Velvet Mill in Stonington Borough. So you're oh, that's of- that's an interesting place. I know the Velvet Mill. Yes, mm-hmm. first time. I gotta go take a look at it. Yeah. Um, family histories. Yes, sir. Um, 
Well, I was born in New Bedford and brought up across the river or across the bay in Fairhaven, and uh, that was until uh, uh, I was about uh, five years old. But I can remember at four years old telling my mother, okay, I'm going out, see you later, and I'd be gone until the streetlights came on at four years old, and nobody ever thought anything about it back then. No kidding. At four years old, there was no panic, huh? All right. No, and, uh, well, Fairhaven was, you know, a little fishing village back then, mm -hmm. and uh, still is, thank God. And um, <clears throat> I'd go out to play with my friend Sam, and this went on for a couple of weeks, and so I finally asked my mother if I could bring Sam in. She said, sure, and in walked this 120-pound German shepherd, <laughs> and uh, that was Sam. Sam and I went all over the city together, and he wasn't my dog. It was uh, quite an experience. So they didn't, uh, the owners, Sam's owners, didn't mind you going out with uh, Sam a lot. No, no, and uh, I mean this dog was so intelligent. Uh, the little uh, grocery store, the little village grocery store that was there, mm -hmm. Sam would go in with uh, uh, a pouch on his collar with the money, and he'd go in, take his pick his dog food off the shelf, and pay for it, and go home with his dog food. Okay. <laughs> uh, this dog was beyond intelligent. So uh, anyway, yes. we moved several mm -hmm. times and ended up in Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, uh, four boys, uh, parents, and uh, uh, fortunately I'm the last of the litter. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was a uh, uh, very interesting, even when we got to Bristol when I was, uh, uh, let's see, I was in second grade, so that would make me about seven, eight. Um, I'd walk a mile and a half to the boys' club every day, and you'd just walk all over with no threat, no fear, no, uh, you know, send the kids out and say, okay, uh, when the streetlights come on, come mm -hmm. home. And it, was a, it was a different world and a different country, for sure. Late, late 50s, early 60s, and uh, uh, it's a shame that, that, that we've lost that. So, really. so Sam was kind of like your best friend for, uh, did, did you ever get a dog yourself? Oh, yeah, we had dogs along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, one thing that I did do, my mother ended up with all the stories of my father's family. And that came about because when they were dating back in the uh, 30s, um, the date was uh, my father would pick up my mother and bring her to his house and sit her down in the living room with his grandfather, and they and the rest of them would play cards in the in the kitchen. So my mother was stuck with this grandfather, and he told her all the old stories of the family from Upper State, New York, uh, Tupper Lake area, uh, owning uh, uh, owning the uh, liquor uh, all, uh, control for that area. Mm -hmm. uh, my father, my father was. Uh, 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 born, uh, my mother, my grandmother named him Chester, and uh, they had to get birth records uh, later in his life, I guess when he was in his 30s, and the town hall up in Tupper Lake had burned down, so the only uh, certificate was his baptismal certificate, and the priest up in that area uh, was very French and very Catholic and very uh, regimented. Well, the priest did not like the name Chester, so hmm. he christened my father Richard. That's odd. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, it was fairly common back then. 
And uh, so uh, he had to change his name from Chester to Richard uh, legally uh, because that was the only thing that said that he had a name. And mm-hmm. uh, I look back on the old census records in the 20s and 30s in uh, uh, Chester, and then in the 40s and on, he's Richard. So uh, that was kind of weird. And, uh, That's different. I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah. And the lousy uh, records also attributed to two birth dates. Uh, one in December and one in February. And uh, when it came time to get Social Security, that became quite an issue because it's two different years. And uh, uh, so they they said, okay, what's your traditional birthday? And he said February, so that's the one they went with. But uh, record-keeping was... uh, uh, I love these family family stories. I appreciate you calling on that. Well... What I did, my mother's gone, and uh, um, but back, uh, and the reason I'm at Velvet Mills is that it's a store here that converts uh, yeah. uh, audio into other forms. Yeah, and they've advertised with us. I'm very familiar with them, yes. Yeah, what's the name? Because this is a big place. I never oh, been boy, Oh, boy, oh, no, boy. It's going to... Anyway, it's we sat down with boom. my mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We sat down with my mother... And on tape, it was a mini cassette, um, went over all those stories. Because I had heard them all my life, and uh, she was the only one left that knew of them. So we got down on tape all the stories that she was told and that she would tell us and my father would tell us and so forth. So now I've got to get that mini cassette tape converted into another medium so I can... Well, they do a great job. Just as you walk in the velvet, it's almost—it's just a little ways. It's, it'll be on your right. And I can't yeah. believe that it's knocked out of my mind for a second, but um, it'll come... Well, it'll, as soon as we hang up, it'll come, come back to me. But, yeah, the memory's the second thing to go. But and, you will uh, be uh, very pleased, because I've done a, got a lot of things done there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got my, uh, I found another cassette, it's uh, uh, my father's uh, 1951 uh, grand opening of his kitchen center in Bristol. Wow, that's something, huh? Mm. i got to get that converted. And, uh, and then someone, when my mother turned 80, she had a friend who was a professional ventriloquist, and she put together a VCR um, of her life, and I've got to get that. Oh, uh, Wow. And my granddaughter is named after her, so I figure I've got to get that to, to her when she's able to appreciate it. I was always fascinated by ventriloquism. I have a ventriloquist doll at home, but uh, he's been kind of uh, sleeping lately, but uh, maybe I'll yeah. do a little bit this year. <laughs> well, it's easy on the radio. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you right. Know. Edgar Bergen. Uh, Edgar Bergen used to do a radio show with Charlie McCarthy, and uh, he could have moved his lips. Nobody knew it. Right, right. Yeah, that that was amazing. Yeah. That he was able to pull that off on a radio show and convince everybody that mm-hmm. he was a ventriloquist. And, of course, he was. But yeah, in person he was fine, but he had a radio show, and it was very, very popular. That's right. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, and uh, I told you my resolution is to see 2024. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I missed Kevin's comment. Uh, uh, I must have hit a dead spot on Route 2. So uh, I hope it wasn't too derogatory. No, there was no nothing derogatory. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, have a good day.
good day. Thank you. Kevin did call back because he thought that um, it was alphabetical when uh, in Washington where some of the people sat, but I guess that's not true. But it was a good story anyway. Okay, 25 minutes till noon at WICH AM and FM. Stu Breyer with you, and uh, let's take a short break here. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight guaranteed. Only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings. Also, stop smoking with Mark Patrick Seminars. No matter how many times you've tried to quit, this hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. That's right. Weight Loss Seminar, Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight Loss Seminar at 11 a.m. Registration, 10.30 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 p.m. Registration, 1.30 p.m. Sign up at MarkPatrickSeminars.com. So the gentleman uh, who, from that video store that can take all of your old tapes and videos, and uh, we did a broadcast in front of WICH, and he was uh, inundated with people who wanted to get their old videos, and and, uh, it was tough for him to keep up, but it was a tremendous success. It's in the Velvet Mall. Tell him Stu sent you. 889-5252. That's the old time. Tell him Stu sent you, and... Okay. So uh, we're talking about our family history and some of the interesting stories, and everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. Even if you don't think you got a story, there's a story in there somewhere. But my father was a professional gambler. I've talked about that a lot. I mean, he gambled every day. Sometimes he bet on every baseball game every day. Can you imagine that? But for the most part, he was a great card player, poker player, so he didn't uh, bankrupt the family. But I remember he would be out late at night, you know, till about 1 a.m. And when he was playing cards, and uh, if he won, he would put a $20 bill pasted to the mirror for my mother, <laughs> which means he had a good night. There it was. She got a tip. So that was a good thing. 860-889-5252 is our telephone number. There are some strange stories to tell you about today, and, of course, there's always a strange story every day, but we got some beauties today. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Why should you have your blood pressure taken regularly? I'll be back in a minute with a few reasons. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. The main reason you should have your blood pressure taken regularly is that most people with high blood pressure have no symptoms. For these people, there is no other way to know if they have high blood pressure than to get blood pressure readings. Slight elevations in blood pressure can be treated with lifestyle and diet changes. But because high blood pressure can put a strain on the heart, arteries, and kidneys, a person with high blood pressure might be prescribed a medication to control it. The goal is to avoid a heart attack, a stroke, heart failure, or kidney damage. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. We're going to be playing some uplifting songs to start off our year and uh, between noon and one today. 
because a lot of songs are kind of sad. So we'll have some uplifting music. Okay, here's our weird story of the day. I don't know if we'll ever top this one. A man is selling belly button lint on eBay. The Hereford Times newspaper says a man from the UK selling his belly button fluff on eBay. The man's ad reads, belly button fluff, small amount that can ideally be used for lint. Freshly picked every day for about a month. I know it's gross. Will be sealed and posted in plastic and not in the jar. No returns accepted. The opening bid, $1.20. That's our little belly laugh for the day. Yeah, you find some strange things on those uh, eBay stuff. How about this for a a woman missed her own wedding after a Southwest Airlines canceled flight. Daily Mall says Katie Demko of St. Louis missed her own wedding because Southwest Airlines canceled her flight on New Year's. Katie was scheduled to fly to Belize with her family. Southwest canceled their flight because they did not have enough flight attendants. Katie lost over $70,000 as a result of the cancellation. Southwest has yet to apologize. So nobody caught the bouquet. Sheesh. So many canceled flights with Southwest. What's the deal with that? And a woman celebrating her 105th birthday with motorcycle ride. Helen Ackward of Knoxville, Tennessee, recently celebrated her 105th birthday with a motorcycle ride. An East Tennessee biker group took Helen on a ride around her neighborhood. She wore a black biker helmet and a black leather jacket during the ride. Helen said the ride made her feel like she was 17 again. Helen's goal is to make it to 110. Her mother lived to be 108. What is her secret? An occasional motorcycle ride? Would you want a couple of other strange stories? Okay. A woman arrested for making her own meal at McDonald's. The New York Post says a Adelaide, Australia woman was recently arrested for making her own meal at McDonald's. The 19-year-old girl, tired of waiting to place an order... So she jumped over the counter, picture this, screamed at employees and started making her own burger. Restaurant managers called the police. They charged the woman with property damage and disorderly conduct. I wonder if she finished the burger. Wow. (laughs) Then there's a guy who only eats mac and cheese. That's it. Austin Davis of Keystone Heights, Florida going viral because he has only eaten macaroni and cheese for the last 17 years. I know, that's enough to go, The website quotes him as saying, I don't want to say I'm addicted to mac and cheese because it sounds so weird, but my body won't let me eat anything else. I didn't choose to be like this. When I try to eat new foods, I'll still have this involuntary gag. If I don't like it, sometimes I'm actually just couldn't handle it and keep the food down. So it's mac and cheese every day, every day, all t- all day. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. And I really like uh, the people calling in and sharing their stories of their families. Yeah, everybody's um, got a story. Which is so, um, whatever 
goes, goes, right? And so a family with a parent and you have your siblings and whatever, things get complicated and so you have different kind of families. So I was thinking, why do we have a segmented um, society where... I was listening to the, uh, a radio show, and this person was given um, an example of a snowman. He's in his house. He goes out, builds a snowman, and all of a sudden, his neighbors, you have um, people that are black coming up and were offended by it because it's a white snowman. Oh, I don't think so too many people would be offended by that. a group coming mm-hmm. up because they are gay or transgender, and they, you know, the snowman is a snowman, you know, and other groups that are coming in and being offended by a snowman, you know, is very interesting and kind of... Um, look at everybody sometimes as a little silly uh, for this segmented thing, being offended uh, for whatever they believe. Well, people want to be, if people want to be offended, they can pick on anything. Anything at all. And they can be offended. Yeah, so I want to thank you for those uh, people calling in, talking about, about their families because that is a true family and um, uh, that they're talking about with their true and honest uh, just coming through mm-hmm. and I'm glad yeah, I think it's a great thing yep thank share. you appreciate it if you want to share some more of your stories it's okay it, you know it's up to you but thanks for those that did it because these stories are interesting you may have a story you may be from way far away listening right now and have moved into the neighborhood. Or you may be a family of 20. I guess there has been a few of those, families of 20, kids. Now, this is not a popular subject because I'm going to tell you this because it's good for your health. And I've heard this before. A, A professor from Australia's university says picking your nose could lead you to having Alzheimer's disease. I'm not sure I'm buying that, but I have heard that picking your nose or plucking the hairs from your nose is probably not a good idea anyway, because it's not a healthy thing to do. If you damage the lining of your nose, you can increase how many bacteria can go up into your brain. Of course, you don't know how much bacteria you have on your finger. So uh, try not to do that. I know the temptation is amazing, but uh, here's a dating survey. A new survey by Match Lab reveals that only 15% of people feel comfortable kissing on the first date. Other stats, 45% of people say a second date is ideal for a first kiss. 26% of people say third date is ideal for it. And 9% of people say a bad first kiss is a dating deal breaker. All right? For those who are just starting dating, you may want to think about that. But it's a pretty personal thing. Hmm? They have surveys for everything. The average dirty dish sits in the sink 
1.5 days before being washed. I bet that's not the same in your house, is it? 50% of people run their dishwasher three times a week. 20% of people say cleaning their oven is the worst kitchen chore. It's also pretty uh, smelly, isn't it? Phew. Amazing. This stuff that is, is so amazing that we have here. Uh, on this date in 1888, the drinking straw was patented. Before that, we had no drinking straw. On this date, in 1938, the March of Dimes campaign to fight polio was organized. On this date, in 1967, Jack Ruby, the man who shot John Kennedy's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, died. Hmm. And on this date, in 1973, CBS sold the New York Yankees for $12 million dollars to a 12-person team led by who? George Steinbrenner. The price for the Yankees has gone up considerably since then. I'm sure you know about that. And in 1990, no, in 1987, Aretha Franklin became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I find that to be amazing. It took till 1987, the first woman to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And on this date in 2000, the last New Daily Peanuts comic strip ran in 2,600 newspapers. Of course, Peanuts are still in the comic strips, but they are reruns. Reruns. And it still lives on as one of the most popular comic strips of all time. Simple, funny, cute, really amazing stuff. So many things I wanted to tell you today, and uh, hopefully we'll get to a lot of them. Also, if you want to talk about some of your family history that you think is kind of interesting, because everybody has an interesting story, we can throw some of those in today on our program, or any day for that matter, when we have an open forum. I just wanted to tell you uh, this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has listed four Connecticut counties, Fairfield, Litchfield, Middlesex, and New Haven counties, as part of its COVID-19 community levels map. Hartford, New London, Toland, and Wyndham counties are listed in the medium yellow category. The community levels map which was launched earlier this year, informs CDC recommendations on prevention measures such as masking and testing. The guidelines include a color-coded system available on the CDC website of low, medium, and high. This approach focuses on preventing hospitals and healthcare systems from being overwhelmed and directing prevention efforts towards protecting people at high risk for severe illness. I thought this was kind of interesting and wanted to share it a little bit with you. To protect our most vulnerable residents and preserve capacity in our health care system, people living in the counties designated in the high orange category are advised to wear a mask indoors in public, stay up to date with COVID-19 vaccines, and get tested if they have symptoms. Additional precautions may be needed for residents who are at high risk for severe illness. They are now witnessing... A long-anticipated winter COVID-19 surge with 2023 right around the corner. They are in a far better place with the pandemic than we were in 2020. 
according to the Connecticut Department of Public Health Commissioner Manisha Jutani. We have many more tools at our disposal to deal effectively with COVID-19, including vaccines and updated boosters, tests to treat vaccines and mobile van clinics, and wide availability of COVID-19 self-test kits, which you can actually get for free. Welcome to the program. Hi. 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 I just heard you're talking about surveys. Survey says. They have, they have somebody that says that our our um, continent can be saved if we have shorter people. Really? We need shorter people now, huh? Yeah. No. I, failed the, I, failed the country, I failed the country because my sons are 5'11", 6'2", and 6'4". Oh, dear. That's, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I know, and I th- I'm pretty sure my grandson will be over six feet also. Not so sure, you know, I don't know how tall the grandson no, how, will be, but I think she'll be tall for what a is, woman. What is know? the theory that shorter people are going to make things better? I, maybe they don't breathe as much air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they come up with these idiotic things. Yeah. And that was one I just heard, and I was like, are you kidding me? You know, so like I said, um, I failed because my my kids they're too big. You know, but when you're born at 24 inches, you're the you're most likely going to be a tall person, and at 23 inches, you're going to be a tall person. And those are my two that are over six feet. You know, so the NBA, I guess, will have the the men five six or shorter oh, or so something. You know, so they can't mm-hmm. dunk the basketball. <clears> I don't. know. Makes no sense to me, but anyway, that I know was, people that have was a new survey. time on their hands, so uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be giving I mean, away drinks probably, to make you shrink. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, paid to do some of this stuff. Oh, That's yeah. what's scary. Mm-hmm. It's how much money is wasted on some of these surveys and you know decisions that they make. There was another crazy one today, and I can't remember exactly what it was, so I won't say it, but. Um, it, People are people just aren't really thinking. Anyway, have a great day. It's it's a little cooler than it's been. But well, it's, it's encouraging not. to know that as we get older, we get a little shorter. So, so that's good. Oh, I have I have well, I have scoliosis, uh-huh. which I think has affected it also. And I I definitely I lost a couple inches already, and I'm only seventy. Um, I'm sure I'm going to lose more. Well, thanks for helping out the uh, community by getting a little bit shorter. Yes, that's yeah. I, you know, I do everything for the community. Yes, definitely. Okay. Anyway, have a great day. Thank you very Bye. much. Uh, a lot of time on our hands, huh? Don't be picking on short people. Come on. This song is tongue in cheek, so don't take it seriously, short people. It shows you how absurd that some people can be. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. All right, that's Randy Newman who is uh, making fun of bigots. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Nobody home? Hi, WICH. Welcome. Welcome. You're on the air. I knew that was coming. That was a little obvious that you were going to play that song in any given moment. <laughs> well, you you were right. <laughs> well, well, my my theory is I'm glad I started out tall because you do lose inches. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been five foot nine 
um, the latter couple of years of my life, I guess. I forget when you all of a sudden sprout up, but I think in junior high I was five foot six. And um, <clears throat> I ended up being five foot nine, and now I've gone down an inch, so I am five foot eight. I was six and, one and a half, and I think I'm pretty close to six <laughs> now. Here's a question, real quick, because I know you got to go pretty soon. But don't you find short people always want something on the top shelf in the grocery store? No, I've it's helped. True. I've helped a few short people. And they look at us tall people, and I can just tell by the yeah. sadness in their eyes how they really wish they could reach that item. And I'll turn to them most all the time and say, "Do you need something up there?" Yes, sir. Would you mind getting me? Of course, but they never want something that's eye level. That's that's really cute. I I've actually being a tall person, you actually bang you bang your head more. You think you have, you know, the ceiling is not that you low. You have room, but you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I do so. the same thing. Same thing. Oh my gosh, that was so, so funny. So there yeah, you so we'll go. Help, we'll continue to help all the short people out there as much as we can. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. We love short people. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hello, Stu. How are you today? All right, sir. Thank you. Hey, uh, I got a question. Mm-hmm. The other day, New Year's Day, on Route 82 around <clears throat> around supper time, mm-hmm. the road was shut down for hours by the Holiday Inn. And that leads me to believe that there was something serious out there. But yet, the paper has nothing on it. Maybe a fireman or somebody who knows something would call in and elaborate and tell us what the heck was going on. Yeah, that, that would be nice. I have, not, I have not heard a thing about that, so uh, I'd like to know more about it, sure. Yeah, it was around supper time, and now mum's the word. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank Goodbye. you. You're welcome. 47 degrees. Today will get into the 50s. I think, what is it, tomorrow will be 61? Mm-hmm. I'll come in wearing my summer shorts. Not really. Well, I have come in wearing some strange things around Halloween. I came in as a hot dog, so... See what else uh, locally. Uh, Norwich to get $18,000 per year for 18 years in an opioid settlement. Hmm. City will decide in the coming months how best to spend $18,000 per year for the next 18 years in a nationwide opioid addiction settlement with major pharmaceutical companies to combat drug addiction and try to prevent overdose deaths. The city's share of the multi-state $26 billion settlement with pharmaceutical distributors, Johnson & Johnson and others, will be placed in a special fund. The money will be kept separate from the city's general fund, an ordinance passed unanimously by the city council on December 19th. City Manager John Salomon will present recommendations for how to spend the first 18 grand at the April 3rd council meeting along with his annual budget proposal. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have some suggestions how to spend that money. Right? Everybody will come forward. 18,000, you know, it doesn't get very far, but we'll take it. Right? 18,000. Well, the big story is still one of the big stories of the uh, Idaho massacre. Relatives of a man arrested in Pennsylvania in the slayings for four University of Idaho students expressed sympathy for the victims' families, but also vowed to support their son and promote his presumption of innocence. Byron Koberger, 28, 
eager to be exonerated and plans to tell a judge today in Pennsylvania that he will not fight extradition in Idaho. According to his public defender, Jason Labar, Koberger, a doctoral student and teaching assistant in the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University, was taken into custody early Friday by state police at his parents' home in Chestnut Hill Township in eastern Pennsylvania. Authorities said his parents, Michael and Mary Ann, and his two older sisters, Amanda and Melissa, said in a statement released Sunday by his attorney that they care deeply for the four families who have lost their precious children. There are no words that can adequately express the sadness we feel, and we pray each day for them. Family said that relatives will continue to let the legal process unfold, and that as a family, we will love and support our son and brother. How would you like to be in a family situation and find out a family member is being accused of those heinous crimes? Poof. Well, there's still a lot to learn about it, but they have a mountain of evidence talking about, we were talking about, you know, tracing uh, family members, and they can do DNA tests, and they don't even have to have the person's DNA. They get DNA of somebody who is related to the person and can match it to some of the victims who were killed. It's just absolutely astounding the things that they can do scientifically. Oh, it's amazing. Let's go to the news at noon, and then we'll have some upbeat music to start off the new year. No depressing songs for this segment of the Lunchtime Oldies. All right? Is it a deal? Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich and 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich. Right now it is noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The 118th Congress underway, but in the House, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has yet to lock up the votes to secure the gavel. Correspondent Bernie Bennett with that story. McCarthy has made some late concessions and overtures to conservative colleagues that weaken his own power and aim to address their requests to take a more aggressive stance against Democrats and the Biden administration. But those who declared opposition to him are not wavering, and critics who have not declared how they intend to vote are showing signs of stronger resistance to McCarthy rather than support for him. With 222 incoming Republicans to 212 Democrats, McCarthy can afford to lose only four GOP votes if every member votes for a speaker candidate. Despite that uncertainty, McCarthy has started to move into the speaker's office in the Capitol that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi moved out of over the holidays. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. Senator Mitch McConnell has become the longest-serving Senate leader in history after leading Republicans in the upper chamber for 16 years. With his swearing-in today, McConnell surpasses the previous record. It was set by the late Senator Mike Mansfield of Montana. Also at townhall.com, the Buffalo Bills' DeMar Hamlet remains in critical condition after collapsing on the field during Monday night football. Jennifer King reports. Thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin are pouring in. The Buffalo Bills say the 24-year-old defensive back suffered a cardiac arrest and had his heartbeat restored on the field after a hit during their game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hamlin tackled Bengals receiver T. Higgins on a seemingly routine play, stood up, adjusted his face mask, then fell backward about three seconds later. Teammates shielded Hamlin from view as medical personnel administered CPR. He was transferred to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Bills quarterback John Josh Allen tweeted, please pray for our brother. I'm Jennifer King. And on Wall Street, the Dow is down 190 points. The Nasdaq off 
133. More at townhall.com. I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way the faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better, a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH to 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Authorities in Pennsylvania looking for a gunman they say shot and killed a police officer and wounded another during a foot pursuit near Pittsburgh on Sunday. The shootings happened in separate incidents just blocks apart in Brackenridge, an Allegheny County town northeast of Pittsburgh. Supreme Court arguments continuing long after the red light tells lawyers to stop. Arguments that usually lasted an hour have stretched beyond two this term, so on many days it's well past lunchtime before the court breaks. The lengthy arguments have to do with the change the justices made to their argument style tied to the coronavirus pandemic, leading to the justices asking more questions. Justices have said in the past it's lawyers' written briefs, not oral arguments, that most influence their decisions. So it's unclear if the extra time is really helping them decide cases. Keith Peters reporting. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Beijing blasting requirements by countries like France, Spain and Italy on travelers from China. The Chinese government is threatening countermeasures based on reciprocity for the countries who are enforcing entry restrictions on travelers arriving from China. China's foreign ministry spokesperson said the entry restrictions lack scientific basis and that some excessive practices are even more unacceptable. They went on to accuse the countries in question of manipulating COVID measures for political purposes. I'm Karen Chamas. Bulgaria gained access to Turkey's terminals and gas transmission work after a long-term deal that will help the country replace supplies once provided by Russia. Bulgaria's state gas company, Bulgargaz, and the Turkish gas transmission company, Botas, signing a 13-yield deal that uh, grants the Balkan neighbor access to Turkey's terminals for liquefied natural gas. More on these stories at townhall.com. Before this dance is through, I think I love you too. I'm so happy when you dance with me. I don't want to kiss or hold your hand. If it's funny, try and understand. There is really nothing else I'd rather do. Cause I'm happy just to dance with you. I don't need to hug or hold you tight. I just want to dance with you all night. In this world there's nothing I would rather do Cause I'm happy just to dance with you Just to dance with you 
is everything I need. Before this dance is through, I think I'll love you too. I'm so happy when you dance with me. If somebody tries to take my place, let's pretend we just can't see his face. In this world, there's nothing I would rather do. Cause I'm happy just to dance with you. Just to dance with you. Oh, is everything I need. Before this dance is through, I think I love you too. I'm so happy when you dance with me. If somebody tries to take my place, let's pretend we just can't see his face. In this world, there's nothing I would rather do. I've discovered I'm in love with you. Cause I'm happy just to dance with you. And then I would start off this year with our lunchtime oldies with good feeling songs. And because there are so many songs that, uh, you know, kind of sad songs about losing somebody, this or that. So we're going to really go for some of the great uplifting songs on this hour. WICH Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldies show on 1310 WICH.
The two H's. Happy, healthy New Year to you. And we got some bright, positive songs to play for you today on our lunchtime oldies. Here's one of the most, David Naughton. A good attitude into 2023. What's your resolution, David? the new year with some uh, feel-good songs. I thought we'd do them today on our lunchtime oldie break. Here's a feel-good memory. When this old world gets me down And there's no love to be I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in a playground in my mind Where the children laugh and the children play And we sing a 
song for the start of this new year, 2023. Uh, let's check the weather. Morning, everybody. Well, not quite as nice as yesterday. Clouds, patchy fog to start. Rain likely during the afternoon. High temperatures occur just before midnight tonight with rising temperatures after sunset. Temperatures uh, in the low 50s. Tonight, cloudy with showers, rain, and patchy fog. Overnight, low 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy showers on and off. Milder with possible record warmth. We're going for 61 inland, 57 for the shoreline. And then Thursday, showers remain possible. Rain might mix with or change over to very light snow. Temperatures falling during the day on Thursday into the low 40s. And then Friday, mostly cloudy with a chance for rain, snow showers, cooler with highs in the mid to upper 30s. The weekend looks good. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. On this January 3rd, we have uh, 40. Eight degrees right now on the way to the 50s. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. 
This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. I stopped smoking with Mark Patrick's hypnosis when nothing else worked. One year later, my wife Michelle and I attended the Mark Patrick Weight Loss Hypnosis Seminar. In two months, lost 43 pounds, and she lost 18 pounds. And And we we feel feel great. great. Join Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar. Lose the weight or stop smoking for only $49.99 guaranteed. Seminar Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight Loss Seminar, 11 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Are you ready for some more feel-good music? All right. How are you feeling, James? Whoa! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. So good. I got a year. Whoa! I feel nice. Sugar and spine I feel nice Sugar and spine So nice So nice I got you So 
James Brown and the Flames. Hey! I feel good. Hope you do. Continue with our feel good music. Give you some bright, happy music to start off our new year on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. I hear a polka and my troubles are through. Oop-dee-doo, oop-dee-dee. This kind of music is like heaven to me. Oop-dee-doo, oop-dee-doo. It's got me higher than a kite. And me down my soup and fish, I am gonna get my wish. Oop-dee-doo, and it tonight when there's a trombone play. Stretched about a mile, I always smile Cause that's my style When there's a fiddle in the middle Oh, it really is a riddle How he plays a tune so sweet Plays a tune so sweet that I could die Lead me to the floor and hear me yell for more Cause I'm a hoop-dee-dooing kind of guy It's got me higher than a kite And me down my soup and fish I am gonna get my wish hoop de doo in it tonight When there's a trombone play <laughs> He gets a thrill. I get a thrill. I always will. He always will when there's a concertina. Stretched about a mile, I always smile. You'll see him smile. Cause that's my Cause style. That's style. When, when there's, there's a thrill in the middle, it really is a real high place. Plays a tune so sweet. Plays a tune so sweet that we could die. Yes, lead me to the floor and hear me yell for more Cause I'm a hoop-dee-dooing kind of guy higher than a kite. We're in clover, we're in bloom. When we're dancing, give us room. Hoop de doo in it with all of our might. Rain may fall and snow may come. Nothing's gonna stop us from hoop de doo in it. Hoop de doo in it. Hoop de doo in it tonight. Hoop de doo. Perry Cuomo with Stu. I was thinking there's so many songs that are sad that, uh, to start off our first show this year on the Lunchtime Oldies, we play some feel-good music for the hour. Get you in a good mood, all right? Here we go. Here's the Robin. He rocks in the tree 
tick-tock all the day long Hoppin' and a-boppin' and a-singin' his song All the little birds on Jaybird Street Love to hear the robin go tweet, tweet, tweet Rockin' Robin, tweet, 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 tweet Rockin' Robin, tweet, 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 Every little swallow, every chickadee, every little bird in the tall oak tree. The wise old loud, the big black crow, flap of their wings, sing and go, bird, go, rockin' robin. Sweet, sweet, rockin' robin. Sweet, 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 The bumpin' is one grand They started going steady and bless my soul He out bopped the buzzard and the Oreo He rocks in the treetop all day long Hoppin' and a-poppin' and a-singin' his song All the little birds on Jaybird Street Love to hear the robin go tweet, tweet, tweet Rockin' robin, tweet, tweet, tweet Rockin' robin, tweet, tweet, tweet No rockin' robin, cause they're really gonna rock tonight Will the pretty little raven at the birdman stand Talk him out to do the pop and it was grand They started going steady and blessed my soul He out the buzzard and the Oreo He rocks in the treetop all day long Hopping and a-bopping and a-singing his song All the little birds on Jaybird Street Talk to hear the robin go tweet, tweet, tweet Rockin' Robin Rock, rock, rockin' Robin Rock and Robin, the Robins may be back tomorrow. I think it's going to get up to 61. The birds are so confused. They're three quarters south. They'll be turning around, but... Uh, Hey, we'll take that warmer weather while we can, huh? Stu's Lunchtime Oldies at WICH. What time is it? Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. It's finger pop, popping time. Finger popping, popping time. I feel so good. And that's a real good sign. Hey now, hey now, hey now. So wait and see
Ballard and the Midnighters, finger popping time. This is the Stu Breyer Feel Good Hour. Yes, glad you could join us and feel good with us today. Peggy Lee, looking at the positive. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. And it's a good day for shining your shoes. And it's a good day for losing the blues. Everything to gain and nothing to lose. A good day from morning till night. I said to the sun, good morning, sun. Rise and shine today. You know you gotta get going if you're gonna make a showing And you got the right of way Cause it's a good day for paying your bills And it's a good day for curing your ills So take a deep breath and throw away the pills Cause it's a good day from morning till night That's what we're featuring today on our Lunchtime Oldies at WICH, AM and FM. Gentleman had a good suggestion. He said, how about The Sound of Music? It's a feel-good song. 
especially if you're around the hills. Julie Andrews, The Sound of Music. Feel good music. That's our motto for today.
know if you ever pranced before, but the dancing is good. Feel-good music. Keep on dancing. Yeah, get on that dance floor this year. Have some good time. Here's our sing-along feel-good. Everybody knows the words to this song, so let me hear ya. hit with Don. Tie a yellow room. Everybody went and got ribbons. I uh, uh, hope you're doing well today on 2023. How's your year going? Oh, too soon? Well, we're starting you off with our lunchtime oldies with feel-good music. Anytime children get involved in music, it's a feel-good song. Here are the Carpenters. Carpenters. <laughs> 
Sweet Little Feel Good Song, I think, was presented on Sesame Street, and the Carpenters sang it with Karen there. Anytime we did an oldies dance, everybody felt really good when we played this song.
haven't started to feel good yet, maybe this will do the trick for you. Put your hands together. Lots of fun this year. <laughs> well, that's easy. All right, just remember that. Obladi, Oblada. One of the uh, biggest feel-good songs, maybe ever. You may not think that at this particular time that's going to be one of them, but it, it is when you think about it. In 1969, Neil Diamond recorded Sweet Caroline. It was a big hit for him. Hey, great. Top ten hit. 
little bit later on in a Boston Red Sox baseball game at Fenway Park, when they, in between innings, they play songs, so they played Sweet Caroline. And the group got into it. They said, wow, this is interesting. You know, it didn't matter whether the Red Sox were winning or losing. When they played Sweet Caroline, the audience participated in it. So they do it every home game. They play Sweet Caroline. And some other teams have picked it up, too, because it gives the fans something to just get happy, feel good, no matter what the score is. So here's one of the biggest feel-good songs ever. You may do the thing that they do in Sweet Caroline and sing along with them. Mr. Neal. Where it began I can't begin to know But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands Reaching out Your part's coming up Touching me Touching you the night And it don't seem so lonely We fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you Warm, touching warm. Here we go. Reaching out, touching me, touching you. Well, 
Rogers sounding in good voice. Just get home from the uh, party, right? All right, so let's close it out with a resolution for everybody. Don't worry about the small stuff, hmm? And you will feel a lot better. Just think of all the time in our life we wasted our time worrying about little things, hmm? Here's Bobby McFerrin. Feel good music, don't worry, be happy. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. place to lay your head somebody came and took your bed don't worry be happy the landlord say your rent is late he may have to litigate don't worry <laughs> be happy look at me I'm happy Don't worry, be happy, hey, I give you my phone number, when you worry, call me, I make you happy, don't worry, be happy. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no girl to make you smile, but don't worry, be happy, cause when you worry your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down, so don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy. That's our feel-good music for this uh, lunchtime only hour. Tomorrow we'll have uh, an hour of morbid, depressing music. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Got to keep that good feeling alive, right? Be happy, be Don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down. Okay, I'm worried. I don't want to be late for the new WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233DV in Norwich. It is 1 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. On Capitol Hill, the House is now voting for a speaker. 
revealing whether House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has the confidence of his conference to lead a new House GOP majority. GOP Representative Chippewa of Texas, among those critical of McCarthy, tells reporters he's not in Congress to play favorites. I'm here to fight for the people that I represent, not a party. Meanwhile, Senator Mitch McConnell has become the longest-serving Senate leader in history after leading Republicans in the upper chamber for 16 years. Bob Agnew has more. With his Tuesday swearing-in, McConnell surpasses the previous record set by the late Senator Mike Mansfield of Montana. The 80-year-old McConnell was first elected to the Senate in 1984 and was elected to the Senate Republican leader's position in 2007. In comments to mark the occasion, McConnell wrote that serving the people of Kentucky in the upper chamber is the greatest honor of his career, adding, quote, the second greatest honor is the trust that my fellow Republican senators have placed in me to lead our diverse conference and help them achieve their goals. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. Also at townhall.com, Buffalo Bills defensive back Damar Hamlin. He remains in critical condition. That's after the Bills say his heart stopped. It followed a tackle that happened during Monday night football, which uh, that game was indefinitely postponed. Hamlin is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. On Wall Street, stocks have been wavering and are currently lower. The Dow is down 240 points now. The Nasdaq off 140, and the S&P 500 is losing 39 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single, and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. A visit by an Israeli government official at a religious site in Jerusalem stirs controversy. The latest from the media lines, Michael Friedson. A minister at the center of fears surrounding Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu's new government triggered waves of condemnations and kudos from others when he ascended Jerusalem's Temple Mount, Haram al-Sharif, to Muslims on Tuesday. Most had believed National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir had promised Netanyahu that he would delay his plans over security concerns. But following his visit, police said the event was coordinated with the political echelon. As condemnations of an alleged act of provocation poured in, praise for striking at the status quo were also heard. A long-standing agreement allows Muslim-only prayer at the site, allowing Jews and Christians severely limited access and a total ban on prayer. I'm Michael Friedson, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at TheMediaLine.org and TownHall.com. 
On the ballot in 2023, Southern governors and big city mayors. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot will be asking voters for a second term leading one of the nation's biggest cities. Republicans will try to take full control of the Virginia legislature. Governors Mansons are up for election in Louisiana and Mississippi, and a Democratic governor in red state Kentucky will try to hang on for another term. While much of the political focus in 2023 is on the emerging presidential race, voters in some states will be weighing in on lower-profile contests that will nonetheless provide fresh insight into their priorities and their views on the direction of the country. Bernie Bennett reporting. In Britain, commuters returning to work after the Christmas break. Being advised not to travel as tens of thousands of British rail workers stage a fresh round of strikes that will disrupt services all week. Around half of UK's railway lines are closed. This comes amid a long-running dispute over pay and working conditions. More on these stories at townhall.com. In your seatbelts, it's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Buckle up, here we are. Open forum at 895252. Let's go to the line. Hello, welcome. Happy 2023, Father Stu. You too, Boston Benny. I just buckled my seatbelt. Good, good, good. We're on, we're in for a ride this hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I listened to you this morning talking about your family mm-hmm. and, you know, living in Roxbury and moving to New York. And, you know, it, just, it, it made me feel I was back there again for a short while. Well, I didn't move to New York. I moved to uh, Rhode Island and then Connecticut. and um, But I was, you know, my early days were Boston. Yeah, I know. You, it comes across. And, uh, you, ha- I, I, you know, I have to say, I think you had an interesting family. Oh, yeah. Inter- I think a lot of people have interesting families if you really stop and write, that, write things down about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really kind of a family person. Have you ever thought about writing about families? No, I, I haven't thought about that. I mean, we had a very small family. I wish we had a bigger family, but um, everybody seemed to get along, which is good. The way, the way you're supportive of families, that's why I asked oh, that yeah. question. Certainly, I love to see families that are close. Yeah, I noticed that. I've noticed that when I listen to you. Mm-hmm. But the one other thing I just wanted to mention was this morning you, you had a, a caller and then another caller talk about changing the, the uh, the aisle in Congress getting, oh, yes. getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Well, your show has a lot of influence, and I would like for your show to encourage you, the listeners, like myself, to, to, to contact their uh, elected officials and, and others to say, "Hey, look, let's let's see if we can do something about that that this aisle business." Yeah, it really can't hurt. I noticed that you kind of you're so supportive of it, so mm-hmm. maybe let's see what what happens. Yeah, I don't like anything that divides people, and obviously the aisle does. It might be time for change. They, they're looking for a change down there, uh, Stu. Mm-hmm. They're I hope for so. Change. So let's help them out, okay? Okay. With a little help from our friends, maybe we can make some inroads. Yabba dabba do. See you too. later. See ya. Yabba dabba do. Here's the weather. Here's the weather.
Morning, everybody. Well, not quite as nice as yesterday. Clouds, patchy fog to start. Rain likely during the afternoon. High temperatures occur just before midnight tonight with rising temperatures after sunset. Temperatures uh, in the low 50s. Tonight, cloudy with showers, rain, and patchy fog. Overnight, low 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy showers on and off. Milder with possible record warmth. We're going for 61 inland, 57 for the shoreline. And then Thursday, showers remain possible. Rain might mix with or change over to very light snow. Temperatures falling during the day on Thursday into the low 40s. And then Friday, mostly cloudy with a chance for rain, snow showers, cooler with highs in the mid to upper 30s. The weekend looks good. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. Yay, save on heat. Up to 61 degrees tomorrow. Temperature now has moved into 50 degrees, and this portion of our program is an open topic. If you tuned in late, some of the callers we were talking about, tell me about yourself and your family history. And some very interesting calls. Or anything else you would like to discuss today is okay this hour at 860-889-5252. Got a big uh, jackpot again. The fifth biggest jackpot in the uh, Powerball or lottery, whatever you want to call it. So you may want to uh, buy a ticket. And don't forget who suggested that you buy it. (laughs) A lot of people buy the lottery ticket and they, um, you know, there's 25 people involved in it. And that's okay, too. Wouldn't mind splitting $750 million. We'd still get our share. So uh, that doesn't sound too bad, huh? Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. This is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking. I lost 70 pounds and my friend lost 20 pounds in the first two months. Oh man, that's amazing. Join Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar. Lose the weight or stop smoking for only $49.99 guaranteed. Seminar Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar 2 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. All right, today in history, first of all, today is National Spaghetti Day. I'd like to celebrate that. It's World Braille Day. It's National Trivia Day. So if you have any trivia questions, well, it's World Hypnosis Day. And here's an odd one, Dimpled Chad Day. Anybody been been hypnotized? I haven't, well, not exactly hypnotized, but... uh, I kind of relaxed a little bit under hypnosis. I've seen a lot of people get hypnotized, and uh, there is something to it. Twelve days uh, until Martin Luther King Day. Twenty-nine days until Groundhog Day. Oh, boy, Groundhog Day. I like, do we give presents on Groundhog Day? No, okay. Forty-one days left until Valentine's Day. 
There are 48 days left until the Mardi Gras. And that's it. Then we'll get into summer or something like that. On this date in 1847, Samuel Colt sold his first revolver pistol to the U.S. government. Samuel Colt. And the government bought it. One pistol. On this date in 1863, James Plimpton, a New York patented four-wheeled roller skates. Something important happened on this date in 1885. The first appendectomy was performed. Before that, that's serious business. In 1903, Thomas Edison electrocutes an elephant to publicly demonstrate the supposed danger of alternating current. Edison was advocating direct current be adopted as a standard. That happened today. People would be very upset with electrocuting an elephant. We may not have had any electricity. On this date in 1936, one of my favorite magazines, Billboard magazine, published its first pop music chart. The Top 100. And Dolly Parton became a member of the Grand Old Opry in 1969. Didn't take her too much time to get in there, and boy, she sure belongs in there. Some of the things that happened on this very day in history. Or as they would say, on this day in history. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose the weight or stop smoking. Guaranteed only $49.99. Seminars Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight loss seminar starts at 11 a.m. Stop smoking starts at 2 p.m. Registration 30 minutes prior to the seminar. Hello, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stu. Hello, Lawrence. What's up? They're voting right now. Oh, yeah, they're so, voting. We know how it's yeah, going to come out, right? Yeah, they're time because McCarthy's already out. You can't get 218 on this first round. This is the first time that this has happened in over 100 years. Yeah, this was a sure bet that he wasn't going to, in the, going to get in the first yeah, time. He's not going to get it in the second round or the third round either. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the other thing that really puzzles me is uh, uh, the Democrats can vote for, for Jeffries. Jeffries has actually four, he's four votes behind McCarthy right now. Now he's two votes behind. Mm-hmm. So what happens if Jeffries wound up getting the 218 or whatever he needs? You're telling me that he would be the Speaker of the House, a Democrat, when there's a, a majority of the <clears throat> of Republicans? That would be certainly... A, Is that the way it works? That would be a strange event. I'm not sure how that works, but it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, this is, oh, another, so Jeffrey's 88, McCarthy 92, others is 11. I don't know what others is. And uh, present is zero. Nobody nobody uh, decided to go that way yet. Mm-hmm. So, so they're up to about 109, maybe 200 votes right now. But he can't, he can't get to 218 right now. No, it's, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. It's uh, it's a strange situation for sure. Yeah. So this is what I mean about about... This is why the Republicans can't can't do anything. They can't get anything done because this is what this is what uh, goes on with them. This is a continuing uh, problem uh, with them. I don't even like that other woman. That what's her name there? The one that runs the Repu- the Republican. What is it? McDaniel's or something? You mean who would, would like to be it? No, the woman that is in charge of the uh, Republican National. Um, I don't know. I forget her name. I forget her name. Ma- yeah, I forgot her name too. Mm-hmm. 
she's not even uh, she's not a very good person to be running anything for the Republicans. But it's, it's true. Can you believe a hundred years? This is the first time. That is remarkable. I mean, they thought many times that Nancy Pelosi may not get in, but she did. Well, this is the same thing. This is why it's important to get as many people as you can in, in, in your party, because all you need is the, the when you vote, all you need is the two eighteen. Mm-hmm. So if you have like two hundred thirty, two hundred forty members, you got a lot better a chance of getting if unless you were like the Republicans only have two twenty two. Right. Right now. So five votes or four <clears throat> votes, mm-hmm. they're all done. Because the same thing happened just like you said to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she lost like that AOC in that group there. A lot, a lot of those people voted against her, but she had enough in the Democrat Party that she won. Yeah, so that was so, probably as close as it was going to get until this one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so... To your listeners, is, uh, if they can't make the meeting tonight, I believe there's a meeting at City Hall tonight at 7.30, a lot of important issues on it. Maybe uh, if Peter's listening, he can call you and tell you uh, what's going on with the uh, meeting tonight. If they can't make it, it's on that uh, uh, channel there, government channel. Uh-huh. On TV. So they always put it on there if you don't. Oh, it's in the, this is the first meeting back at City Hall. It's not up at Kelly anymore. I don't want to bring up a bad subject, but I never hear anything about the roundabout anymore. That's because it's not going in. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's good. I think so. Yeah, it's not going to go. It's not going in. So that's why you're not going to hear it anymore. See, so we won that battle. It pays when people speak up. Well, yeah. Look at the people I went down and spoke up. It's at city hall and stuff. And if you don't do that, they think that nobody cares, and they would have just went along with it. So this is what happens when you speak up. It's a good example. Getting involved really can yeah. help. That's right. Okay, thank you, Stu. Thank you. Stu Bryer with your WICH. Let's take a short break. If you'd like to speak on this program, you have the forum. It's all for you. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Okay, don't forget to put 2023 on your checks. Usually takes me about half the year. And would you believe in a couple of months they'll be talking about the presidential election? Joe Biden will be making a decision whether he's going to run for president. And I don't think he will. I don't think he should. But they're going to make an announcement in about a month. So, 889-5252. What are your thoughts, viewpoints, and opinions on uh, just about everything and anything? Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard it. he already threw his hat in. Excuse me? Agreed to. And the one that Larry was talking about, the woman running the Republican part, whatever that is where they meet, you know, in a big group. Um, you know who that is? That is Mitt Romney's niece. Oh, really? Mitt Romney's niece, huh? Yeah. Rhonda Romney. Well, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know her married name, but I, I just know through the grapevine that that is his niece. So that's who Larry was talking about. And you know... 
that in the middle of the night, I listen to all the whatever, and I like to hear the predictions for the new year, okay? Oh, boy, they have some doozies, usually. I not like hearing what I heard. What did you hear? I heard Biden was going to run, Biden was going to win. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the Republican Party is split, like today. And, uh, you know, as they say, a house divided cannot stand. Well, the Republican Party better get their act together. Well, it's a long way off, so we'll see. Yeah, things can change. Things can change. This is just a woman predicting the future. She said Donald Trump is going to pull out in November. Good. She said that. I don't Mm -hmm. know what she knows. Something weird in China going on. Her son was living there. He was married to a Chinese lady. I guess they had a family. And he was given, I don't know if he was given an ultimatum. I'm like, I'm trying to listen to this. And it's like, he ended up having to leave. And he got back, because it had something to do with U.S. people. And he got back here. And then, what's this, George? I said, well, where's the wife and the kids? They're in China. He had to, they, they had to stay. And if they had left, I guess maybe they couldn't go back anymore. They wouldn't be able to get a job. And they wouldn't be able to go to school. So almost like a U.S. person was driven out and had to leave his family there. So those predictions, kind of uh, Susan, those predictions rarely ever come true. Well, and then the woman said Xi Jinping is the one that's sick, not Putin. She said Putin's going to be in there for a long time. <clears throat> she predicted that the war in Ukraine was not going to get over until. It's going to be, maybe be a draw. No one's going to win. Not going to get over until November of 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, this is you know, just stuff. Like, oil prices are going to go up. She was afraid for New England because, you know, Biden cut, or somebody cut the natural gas off so it cannot come in through a pipeline into New England. And it could cause power outages. She was very afraid for that. She says, why? I live in New England. I don't know what state she was calling in from, but she said she was a New Englander. And uh, so she's worried about that. She's supposed to be a psychic? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the second one he had on, she was all, 2023 is going to be a good year. I'd rather listen to her. I did not like what I heard with the first one. And I, I said, I got to listen to the second one. And naturally, I didn't get any sleep. Starts at one, ends at five. And I'm like, uh, but I wanted to know. What did she predict for the good year? Well, she went by each person's birth sign, you know, for each month, right? Mm-hmm. And like um, Capricorns, uh, like January, that's supposed to be like, you might move, you might buy a house, something in real estate. Good things were going to happen. Cancers, like me, um, if you want to start a business, this is a good time to start a business. Virgos, we're going to come into money, um, whether it's the stock market or however, inheritance, anything. Mm. They had money. It's almost like every sign had something good, and it has to do with some different planets lining up. She said, the only thing we've got to worry about is in April. Because she said, even on April 6th, it's going to be some weird planet alignment. And notice April 6th is when the thing happened in Washington, D.C., right? 
things happen bad. Well, I got the gist that bad things happen in this time frame when these planets are aligned. So April was kind of like, eh, got to keep an eye on April. Okay, we won't worry about that till late March. No, we mm-hmm. won't. But, you know, but okay. if, if I hear anything, hey, that was good what Larry said. No roundabouts? I didn't read it in the paper. Well, it's sort of uh, got out of the picture for a while. It looks like maybe that's not going to happen, but we'll see. Oh, I do have some info that might help people. If anybody was reading the day paper online, I got a little snippet in the paper that said, basically, you're no longer going to be able to do it. You have to have bought a subscription to the paper. Okay. So, All right, buddy. I don't know. Got to go. Thanks. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello, Stu. How are you today? Pretty good, sir. Thank you. Sir, Stu, uh, I'd like to know if you read the article today in the day about the uh, Russian genocide. I'm sorry, about uh, what was the article on? It's on page 84 on today's Normandy Day, Russian genocide crime. They talked about, which I didn't realize this, I never would think of such a thing, but I didn't realize that the Russians are kidnapping and taking hot kidnapping, basically. Oh, yeah, it was an interesting editorial. I could read it to the folks who may have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic about the Russians uh, stealing all the uh, Ukrainian children. Genocidal crime. Says, yeah, they're yeah. taking as many kids as they can get their hands on. Oh. Away from there. It's, 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 it's quite eye-opening <clears throat> to me. I know war is horrible enough, but uh, to lose your own child and, get, and see the child lost is a terrible thing. How can there be, be so awesome. much... How can there be so much evil in... Uh, it's pure evil is what it is. Yeah. What's really sad, and I'll let you go after this, my personal opinion, is that the war never even had to happen. Uh, if our leaders weren't evil also, on both sides, U.S. and uh, NATO, all they had to do was go sit on the other side of the fence and say, listen, Russia, you stay over there and we'll stay over here and we won't have a war. They just let it happen. And I, to see that these all these children kidnapped, terrible. It is terrible. Anyway, I wish everybody knew that. They, there are a lot of things they don't know that's going on there, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. But anyway, thanks for taking the call. I hope everyone uh, has a good <coughs> new year and reads that article. Yeah, you too, sir. I'll read it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, fourth quarter, Stu. Thanks a lot for playing that song for me, man. I enjoyed that. I was making my lunch this afternoon and yeah, good. at 12 o'clock. Yeah. Playground in my mind. In my mind. Yep. I, I just like that song, Stu. I, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's joy and it, it makes me feel good. Well, good. That's why I was playing it. It's a feel good song. I know that. I know that. And you said, yeah, and a couple other songs you played along, but no, because when I grew up in the projects in South Philadelphia, well, we used to fight for everything, Stu. I mean, playing a sick ball, we played over everything because we didn't have anything. And, and just to hear that song and the playground in my mind is like, you know, I I I I, I don't know how you grew up. Brandy uh, uh, called, by the way, and that was nice. Listen, I don't know, but me and my brothers, man, everything was tooth and nail all the time. I mean, we fought over hand-me-downs. Uh, Wet socks and stuff, ring mm-hmm. socks. <laughs> well, I hope and it wasn't hear, serious. Yeah, they hear that song, it just brings back memories <laughs> when, in the playground in my mind. And, and you mentioned his name, and I still don't remember, but 
Clint Holmes. Real, mm-hmm. Say, his, say Clint, his name again, Clint too. Holmes. Holmes, Holmes, Holmes. Wow. Like, like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, like a boxer, Holmes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Anyhow, so, yeah, I, I, I'm lost for words. I'm getting ready to go out. I'm looking at my shoe bar with the upper one there. Okay, we got good. a little rain going on, but. Have a good it's day. Nice. It's warm. Yeah, it's great, Stu. I'm, I love you, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow, all right? All right, see you later, buddy. Have fun. Okay, bro. The Norwich Twelfth Night Medieval Feast is back. This Saturday, January 7th at 7 p.m. at Park Congregational Church, 283 Broadway in Norwich. They've got so many things going on there, you know, food and uh, entertainment. You can dress up medieval if you like. Tickets are on sale now for the 12th Night Medieval Feast at 7 p.m. On Saturday, January 7th at Park Congregational Church, 283 Broadway in Norwich. Reservations are required as seating is limited. Your $30 donation for adults, 20 for children, ages 5 to 12, will yield an evening of laughing, music, and dancing in a three-course, 12-dish authentic medieval dinner. What is a medieval dinner? Well, you'll find out. You can know, you know it's going to be good. Costumes are welcome but not required. You can call uh, 887-3747 if you want to start off the year with a great event that everybody loves. During the Middle Ages, Christmas was a time of continuous feasting and merriment, as Dale Plummer says, which climaxed on the 12th night. 12th night in the 12 days of Christmas. All right, so that's coming up this Saturday, January the 7th. Wanted to make sure that you knew about that. Also, we'll read that uh, editorial to you that uh, gentleman was talking about earlier. The Connecticut Health Foundation is releasing a grant opportunity for organizations that serve as trusted messengers to share information with their communities about health care coverage changes taking place this year. So consider applying if you think your organization is a good fit or share this with others that you might be. Uh, what is the grant opportunity? Two major changes in health care coverage are expected to take place this year. Eligibility for Husky Medicaid will open to all children ages 12 and younger, regardless of immigration status, which began on January 1st. Federal public health emergency is expected to end this year, which will cause more than 400,000 state residents to need to verify their eligibility for Medicaid or find another source of coverage. To ensure that affected residents are aware of these changes, the Connecticut Health Foundation plans to award grants of up to 15000 to organizations that can serve as trusted messengers and provide community members with information, answer questions, and connect people to resources for assistance. So I just wanted to throw that out and uh, give you a little head start on that, okay? All right, if you would like to call in, the number is uh, 889-5252 at WICHAM and FM, 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. So there you go. Okay. The... uh, Very hard-to-imagine story that the gentleman was talking about in the day paper today. 
about what Putin has been doing. Some of the people of the Ukraine. Uh, it's, well, war is chaotic, inexplicable, and devastating to children caught up in it. But war is not an excuse to abduct children from parents and their nation, as Russia is now doing in Ukraine. This is specifically prohibited by the 1948 United Nations Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. Of course, you can have all the laws you want, but if you're evil, nobody pays attention to them. The transfer of Ukrainian children to Russia and attempts to brainwash them, removing their language and culture, is a genocidal crime that calls for persecution. Will there ever be? I don't know. Prosecution. Maybe someday Putin will have his day. Huh? The Washington Post, Robin Dixon and Natalia reported December 24th on the details of an abhorrent Russian campaign to ship Ukrainian children to faraway cities inside Russia. President Putin issued a decree in May making it easy for Russians to adopt Ukrainian children, and the policy is being vigorously pursued by the Russian Children's Rights Commissioner, Mariah Belova, who openly advocates stripping children of their Ukrainian identities, teaching them to love Russia. Does that all sound familiar, huh? Ukrainian children taken to Russia would, at first, insult the Russian leader by singing the Ukrainian national anthem, Ms. Belova told the journalists, but then it transforms into love for Russia. The Kremlin has boasted of the removals, evidenced by the number of photos and videos appearing on its website on the state television. While the number of children taken is not clear, Ukraine's top children's rights official has estimated that nearly 11,000 Ukrainian children have been taken by Russia without their parents. Oh, what can you say after that? But, oh, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Okay, what's up? I think you need to get um, an expert in doing this DNA tracing Mm -hmm. to solve cold cases. Um, I had watched shows with this woman in California that does it. It's really, really interesting how they get... You know, the DNA from somebody that's asked for the DNA to be tested. Mm-hmm. And then they go back, and then they go forward. And let's say it's, you know, John Jones, that's the Jones family. And there are, you know, three in the current, um, three that are um, three brothers. And they look at where the brothers lived what they did, et cetera, et cetera, and they come and they finally come to the person and then the police get involved in proving that that person is the one that they need. They try to get their DNA. Um, it's really fascinating. Oh my God, it sure it. is, yeah. You know, so. Uh, well, you also talked about families. Um, both of, all of my grandparents, number one came over from Poland they all lived through the depression and my father's parents had a farm that's how they survived but of their seven children only two were able to graduate from high school because it had gotten you know the economy or their situation had gotten better the rest like my father um, ended school at the eighth grade 
Yeah, so they um, couldn't go because they were working. Because they went to work. Yeah. You know, so, um, they, you know, they had to walk to school. There were no buses. They walked, you know, like a mile and a half initially and then to, like two something, two two plus miles to to the other school. So it was, it was difficult. I really don't know. I think there were factories is how my mother's family survived. They had 14 kids. Wow. So, you know, how my grandmother, number one, ever birthed 14. She had twins and then 12 single births. I do not know. But um, God bless her. You know, she never, she, she didn't work, but, but again. You didn't have time to work. But, you know, my mother did graduate from high school, but, you know, a lot of her older siblings did not. My mother was ninth out of the 14, so. Mm-hmm. You know, she was able to graduate from high school, but the others, they never, I don't think any of them ever went to high school, or if they did, they went a year or two. So, it was difficult during those times. Yeah, you have a background of a lot of people in your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as we say that it's difficult right now, it's nothing compared to what it was during the Depression. One other thing I wanted to mention real quick. A couple of weeks ago, I, I went down to Gales Ferry, and I got gas. It was two eighty nine nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, up here the cheapest I see it is three nineteen nine. So I was like thirty thirty cents, and I had just over a half, so I got it then. So last week I had to go down to Groton. My husband needed to get a CAT scan done at Quat, and I got gas for two eighty seven. Nine that was in Groton, but up here it's still the cheapest is three nineteen nine. You know it's it's amazing how different areas and di- like different towns and actually Gills Ferry had gone up to two ninety nine nine, which of course is still twenty cents cheaper than Norwich, but it, it's still amazing to me. You know how how yeah, different places are. Uh, yeah, it's different, and I'm sure there's there's an explanation for it. Um, but if you can get I, to the I cheaper guess, one, yeah, go for I don't it. I understand it. I was just, you know, it just felt so good to get gas that was under three dollars a gallon, oh. as opposed to paying the close to five dollars, which we were earlier this year. So. Anyway, All right, my friend. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on. Well, hey, Stu. Hey, Wonder Man. What's up? Happy, happy day. Happy year. Happy year, yeah. Uh, I, you're our Mr. Rogers for adults that we listen to, so I hope you'd appreciate that because you can't give a bit better compliment than that. Well, welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> and um, I believe it's either Saturday morning or Sunday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning on PBS. There's the Real Mr. Rogers show. Mm-hmm. I watched it, and I was fascinated by one thing they had. You know, he has all the, the land of make-believe and stuff. But in the land of make-believe, when he had the king there, the puppet that he's doing, yeah. um, and the other people were there, um, he brought some people that are actually the, the people that... I guess there's three, three horns in the old days when the king would uh, come to uh, speak to the people. I don't know what they're called. They had, like, some type flag thing. But he, and then he had the three people that are actual real live people there um, playing those horns, and it was just like uh, 
going back in time to one of those uh, those those old uh, shows like how it was in the Middle Ages, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting though, and they had the hats of what they would have had back then. And so they did a real good job. It was like they were introducing a king, a king or a queen in the one thousandth or you know the tenth century. And the one thing they had the hats and everything. And the one thing I found so interesting when she, he started talking to the three uh, horn people, uh, maybe Susan can tell us what they're actually called that type of horn or that thing. Uh, they all talked not at once, but they all one would start the sentence of talking when he would ask them questions, and then they instantly stop, and the other one, the next of the three, would keep going on with the same thought. And then the third one would do the same. So they never talked all at the same time, but it was really almost like uh, going back in time, uh, from what I've read about or seen on TV about the uh, the Middle Ages and Dark Ages and all that. So how are you feeling? You left me a, a voice message that you weren't feeling so hot. You sound good. Yeah, thanks to yeah. It's usually in the morning. Uh, I got that cough that um, the famous cough. There, it won't go away. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost like um, when I get up in the first part of the morning after I've been laying on the bed sleeping, it feels almost like maybe the moisture in my lungs shifts, and then I start coughing until I, um, like an hour after I had my coffee. And I wasn't really sure exactly what it is, but um, it's something to do with moisture, and my mom Usually, like, she drinks fat-free milk now, but when she had milk, she didn't have the fat-free. Mm-hmm. She got the same thing. So me and my mom are thinking maybe it's something from dairy foods that um, makes moisture collect in the lungs mm-hmm. and then... No, no, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to call because a lot of people have a, a random cough this season and uh, just goes away and starts again, and uh, it's very hard to pinpoint it. But uh, yeah. you sound good now, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's usually good, except for when I'm getting up. I'll, I, it's that real deep cough where it sounds mm-hmm. like there's fluid, <clears throat> and then it goes away. And you have it, or at least you had it, right? Yeah, I have it. Still, I get it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it isn't just like the local environment where me and my mom are living. It's Since you have it and so many people have it, it's just... Uh, something going around, an allergy, or um, I, I hope it's not um, biological from China. We, won't, we don't want that. No, we've already got ours there from, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, um, are you doing okay, Stu? Yeah, I'm doing okay, thanks. Good to hear from you. And, okay, um, yep. Keep, uh, keep tuning in and calling. Thank you. <laughs> there is Wonder Man, ladies and gentlemen. He is, uh, has that little cough or big cough that so many people have these days, and sometimes they think it's gone away, and then, hello, it's back. Hey, did you miss me? Eh? I coughed away four pounds. That's something, anyway. Wow, look at it, 17 till 2 already. Let's hear from you at 889-5252. We played uh, feel-good songs during my lunchtime oldies. But I'm going to play one right now, and if you want to call during this song, we'll get you on afterwards. Here is the Jewett City Polka! Dance to 
to the Jewett CD Polka. J-E-W-E-T-T-C-I-T-Y. Jewett CD, Jewett CD Polka. Do the Jewett CD Polka. Lots of families grace our town. Lots of names get tossed around. From Canada and from France. Folks came here for a second chance. Les Français Fontaine formèrent une sœur. J'avais le fils aîné, le clair. La flèche, le muriel, Saint-Jean, Cadu-Chabon et Laban. Filmez pour son village, rayeux, avec limon et crotugilo. Morency, Tyrion, la pointe recette. Ou soleil, boulet, bilal, and of course, blanchette. Lots of Polish folks live near, these are names you just might hear. Olinsky, Dadowski, Risk, Yureko, Dudek, Mackin, Slonsky, Kaiko, Yezanowski, Loiko, Giro, and Spingilis, Mesic, Minta, Piantek, Benes, April, Giro, Zawicki, Dombrowski, Malomsky, Podurgo, Golis, and Gwizdowski. We're an ethnic melting pot, Italian, Irish, Hispanic, and Jew, Black, and German, and many others, too. Gutnick, Dolly, Bennett, Shade, these are folks around today. Brennan, Page, Renolf, and Hicks, Rook, and Dwyer, Oscar, Mix, Nagel, Spicer, Ricketts, Anthony, Blanchard, Maynard, Hare, Papini, Hottie, Joseph, Wakely, Pedro, De Gregorio, Pape, and Fields, and Cisco. McLaughlin, McGovern, Benjamin, McKenna, McNally, Eichelberg, Stetson, and Gardella. Other folks with familiar names, Smith and Williams, Jones and James. There are many more to crow about. Reasons why we'd like to shout. Towns around here are not far. Friendly folks, there are, there are. Plainfield, Moose, Hopeville, Putnam. Norwich, Potchong, Glasgow, and Oakham. Canterbury, Ballantown, and Baltic, Danielson, and Central Village, Griswold, Oregon, and Preston. So you see, we small town folks with Foxwood and Mohegan Sun cater to big city blokes. We let them have that kind of fun. Like this place, our small town style. Come to visit, stay a while. Join us in the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance to the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance to the Jewett City Folk Try to dance to uh, more polka music this year, huh? That always, I never see somebody doing the uh, the polka and being in a mad bad mood. Ever notice that? They're all everybody's in a a good mood. Well, golly gee, hmm? Stu Bry with the WICH. Nice to be back with you after the holiday breaks. But uh, we've got a lot of things going on and working on guests as always for the new year. Always looking for suggestions if there's somebody you'd like on the program. You can email me at stu, S-T-U, at W-I-C-H dot com. I always want to hear your opinions on things. Stu at W-I-C-H dot com. 
That is my email address, and uh, we'll get back to you. Appreciate it. I thought we needed a little Rodney for the new year. My family tree, two dogs were using it. (laughs) When I was a kid, it was different. I had it rough. When I was two years old, my parents got a dog, and I was jealous of the dog. So they got rid of me. Uh, My wife, I got no sex life. The dog keeps watching me in the bedroom wants to learn how to beg. (laughs) I told him to watch my wife and learn how to roll over and play dead. (laughs) I tell you, I'm sorry. I was a little late getting here tonight. You know, my dog, he started trouble again. I mean, I got a dog. He tries to run the whole house. Well, the other night, he started trouble. He went over the front door. He started to bark. I went over. I opened the front door. The dog didn't want to go out. He wanted me to leave. My dog, too. She gives me trouble. Your dog? Uh, I got a female dog, you know. I tried to mate her. She wants 50 biscuits. (laughs) And I tell you, I got a dumb dog, too, my dog. We call him Egypt. Every room, he leaves a pyramid. (laughs) And my wife, I got no sex life, either. In my house, we put the mirror over the dog's bed. Are you kidding? I know I'm ugly. My dog found out we look alike. He killed himself. <laughs> How many kids do you have? I got two kids. I, I love my yeah, kids. Yeah, you know, I know I that. Kids, of course, but our boy gives me trouble lately. Yeah, really? He's at the age you now he copies everything. He sees something, he copies it, you know. This oh. kid imitates everything. Yeah. That's why we got rid of the dog. Yo, yeah, I... <laughs> no, they're very impressionable at that age. The peculiar feeling is your son standing there with one leg on. Yes, I... This afternoon, my wife cracked up the car again. I was out driving her. She told me she would make a U-turn. I'll tell you the letter she made. You'll never find any of Hey, My wife can't do nothing right. She can't cook. The worst cook in the world. Gave my kid alphabet soup. He spelled out help. <laughs> what a lousy cook. I mean, how can toast have bones? <laughs> She's a lousy cook, too. She can't cook at all. I leave dental floss in the kitchen. The roaches hang themselves. <laughs> I tell you, my wife, she can't cook either. My house, we pray after we eat. Well, I bought a pressure cooker. Now I eat off the ceiling. What a lousy cook. I don't think meatloaf should glow in the dark. I mean, if she can't cook at all, my backyard, the flies chipped in to fix the screen door. Now, I tell you, my wife, with eating is always problems. She's a strict vegetarian. In fact, when I met her, she was grazing on the front lawn. She can't cook at all. She made chocolate mousse and antler got stuck in my throat. That's really annoying with my wife, the way she serves a meal. Serves badly? Terrible. I mean, you put down a steak. How do you forget the plate? I was talking to my doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. You know my doctor? Well, he told me last week in his office he got six cases of VD. I mean, he's all right now, you know. (laughs) And my doctor, he don't help either. He told me to run five miles a day for two weeks. I called him up. I said, Doc, I'm 70 miles from my house. I'll tell you about trouble. I got the wrong doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. No, my doctor. What a doctor. You kidding? What a doctor. I called him up. I told him I had diarrhea. He put me on hold. Oh, he's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. Oh, hey, you kidding? I asked him if my heart was strong enough for sex. He told me not if I join in, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you my trouble. I got the wrong doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. No, my doctor. What a doctor. I called him last week. I told him, Doc, I swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills. He told me to have a few drinks and get some rest. Life's not easy. Not easy. You not can't easy. trust doctors either. They're all mixed up. You, you really kidding? think so, huh? Uh, my proctologist used to be a photographer. Yeah. 
okay, he took x-rays, told me to bend over and say cheese. <laughs> uh, one time I saw him, he gave me sleeping pills. He told me to take them whenever I wake up. <laughs> well, you know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombach. So my doctor, but that a way, but a doctor. He's really mixed up. He grabbed my knee and told me to cough and hit me in the balls with a hammer. <laughs> so when I was born, after the doctor cut the cord, he hung himself. <laughs> My problem is I drink too much, way too much. Yeah. So I got my doctor a urine specimen. There was an olive in it. <laughs> hey, you kid, I know I'm ugly. I stuck my head out the window, got arrested for mooning. <laughs> I know I'm ugly. I went to a freak show to let me in for nothing. <laughs> kid, I was an ugly kid, too. How ugly? How ugly? <laughs> I was so ugly, my mother breastfed me through a straw. I'm ugly, I'm telling you, my proctologist, he stuck his finger in my mouth. Looks don't mean nothing, man. I got a niece, an ugly girl. She got married, she's happy. She married an ugly guy. Right. And today they got two very ugly kids. Ugly kids, yes. <laughs> in fact, they're all so ugly in a family album. They only keep the negatives. Fat and ugly. Ooh, she ugly. Ugly. How ugly? I took her to the beach. They asked me what I used for bait. <laughs> when I took her home, my mother put newspapers on the floor. Oh. I mean, ugly. I gave her a hickey. I got fur in my mouth. You... <laughs> I was an ugly kid, too. I had plenty of pimples. One day I fell asleep in the library. I woke up a blind man was reading my face. <laughs> And ugly. So when I was born, after the doctor cut the cord, he hung himself. <laughs> now, I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, you know? Yeah, last week my wife signed me up for a bridge club. I jump off next Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, last week nothing went right. I bought a waterbed. There were two Cuban guys swimming there looking for Florida. <laughs> oh, well. Now, last week I went to the track, too. That was a beauty. I shut off the opening gun. They killed my horse. <laughs> I'll tell you, nothing works out. My car broke down again. I got a car, I got nothing but trouble. Every Sunday, I take my family out for a push. <laughs> the last time my wife drove the car, she cracked it up, went into a tree. Told me it wasn't her fault. She blew the horn. <laughs> my wife wasn't too smart, you know. One night, she went out, some guy stole the car. I said to her, did you see what he looked like? She told me she got the license plate number. <laughs> oh, she's not smart at all. I told her our kid is spoiled. She told me a lot of kids smell that way, you know? <laughs> It's tough to stay married to my wife. How do you think I feel? She kissed a dog on her lips and she won't drink for my glass. <laughs> I mean, there's always some. My wife's father, he just moved in too, has electronic pacemaker. Every time he sneezes, the garage door opens. <laughs> I'll tell you, life isn't easy. My psychiatrist told me I'm going crazy. I said, if you don't mind, like a second opinion. He said, all right, you're ugly too. <laughs> Are you kidding? I know I'm ugly. Halloween, I open a front door, kids give me candy. <laughs> How we look alike, he killed himself. I was an ugly kid too. I worked in a pet store. People kept asking how big I get. <laughs> too fast for this whole section over here. It's the great Rodney Dangerfield. I like to throw sometimes we just need a little Rodney, one of the funniest people that ever lived, and he wrote all his own material. He wrote all of those jokes. Pretty, pretty good, huh? Well, you know, this is the age where they want to ban words. Some things I just don't understand. Why they want to ban some words that don't seem to have be a problem at all. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, in the uh, State University of Lake Superior State University, there's a professor that wants to ban these words, a list of words and phrases that should be banned in 2023. What do you think the list is? Inflection point. Quiet quitting. Gaslighting. Moving forward. Amazing. Does that make sense? Irregardless. Absolutely. And it is what it is. What obnoxious overused words or phrases do your teens or kids use if parents imitate their kids using the word phrase? Hey, we all had that growing up. We, there was a phrase that was going around. It's just like chicken pox. And all the kids were using the, the phrase. Remember, everybody was going, whatever. Right? But these, these words that the guy wants to get rid of, I just don't get at all. Pretty soon there'll be nothing left except, <laughs> I don't know, hello may not be it either. Well, there was a, a Telsa driver who fell asleep while going 70 miles per hour. They say a German man was recently driving his Tesla on a highway when he fell asleep. The car's autopilot feature was engaged. Police spotted the man going 70 miles per hour, then spent the next 15 minutes honking and trying to wake him. The driver eventually woke up and stopped. His license was uh, immediately revoked. (laughs) He's lucky he woke up alive. And Elon Musk loses, how would you like to take this loss? $200 billion. And he's still doing okay. Elon Musk has become the first and only person in human history to lose $200 billion. Elon's estate is worth $137 billion. He was worth $340 billion in November of 2021. He lost money from his purchase of Twitter and Tesla's falling stock prices. So he's now just... I don't know, $100 billion or so. He's doing all right. Don't worry about him. That's, a hard, that's hard to take. You lose that much money. I don't know if I'd ever go home from the casino after that one, huh? Hey, everybody, thanks for your participation as always. And I hope you have a wonderful, healthy year. And let's have good days. You know, don't think of the whole year. Just think of let's have a great day, huh? Maybe you'll even learn to play the violin this year. It's never too late. You have to get a violin first and a bow. She's really good. That's when mean can mean good, right?